extremely fascinated as a human about another intelligent life. Okay, can you hear me now? Okay, okay. There you go. What Welcome back to Twitter the Lord Podcast. Uh, today we're in a very magic place right now. Uh, as far as everything that's around the, of this event, uh, from the cooking to the family vibes, to the seeing the art, the art influences, the stories, and it's just so inspiring to be here. So uh, the person's place that we are sitting in today, uh, somebody that I've met, again, no coincidence, Nine Three <laughs> Studios. <laughs> Uh, but it happened with Under the Bridge from the first time I met him. Not met him, seen him. I don't think I'd, I'd probably said hi and that's it. But seen you as a person you are, as the energy you carry around you. And the one thing that I right away they pointed out to me is just like, one, this is an older dude. And he's dressed. I, I called you from the beginning Santana. Because the way you dress, you reminded me of Santana with the hats and everything. And it was just like, you don't like, for some reason, that style, like, that style was from back in the days, like, when you were young. That kind of style, that kind of wearing hats. And a lot of people don't carry them with them as they grow older. For some reason, they fall into this uniform look. But no, you look very unique. You look to your, your who you are. And... Right away, without actually knowing him, I felt inspired by him. So once I started knowing you more, knowing about you and the 93 Studios and how you're connected to everybody, the 93 Studios and how you met them. And then, and every time I see you, too, uh, it's just so amazing, man. It's, 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 it's a great feeling. I already know it's going to be a good day. But a lot of these people in this room, I say the same thing. Uh, and always uh, your wife. Uh, she's always been there too, Miss uh, Maria. Miss Maria, <laughs> uh, you always had some funny shit to say. <laughs> you always made me laugh every Real time shit. I see That's you. What it is. Real <laughs> shit. Yeah. Like every time I see you, it's like I remember you. You I used to have the shirts and this and that, and like <laughs> I love how the excitement you get when you you saw me in every event. I love the excitement that you saw every time you saw my product and when I told you what it was about and the meaning behind it. How, what I want to see with other people that that uh, the support me have is that look of happiness of like, oh yes, I get it, I want to do it now, you know? Um, so that's, an, again, another good energy and another sharp dresser, might I say. One of my favorite <laughs> outfits is when you wear like a red coat with red boots. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> that was amazing. Uh, but this is uh, Roman and Maria. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Yeah. Well, first of all, I'd like to say um, it's amazing what these young brothers are, are doing to share the energy and the spirit and the history of the Southeast side. I commend you guys. This is really great. Uh, I was kidding around one day when I told everybody, I said, you know what? I started listening to this. You know what? I'm learning from this. One of the most important things that I learned in listening to this podcast is the originality of our community and what we're offering to the world. We're not duplicating nothing. 
We're sharing original music, art, feelings, poetry, writing, film. This is a very, 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 uh, uh, a neighborhood that really has a lot to share. I always tell people, like for instance, a lot of people when they would ask me, you know, once we were still, that was our main product here. Now, the arts is the new still. Wow. This is what we are now sharing and through what is happening, like even tonight, like what we're sharing here tonight, we're sitting here at the, at our home here, me and Maria. We shared a, a dinner with everybody. Thank the experience you. of what it is to be fellow artists and sharing experience in life and amongst each other. And that's beautiful. That's very beautiful. And the fact that what we're leaving here is a legacy. A legacy of not giving up trying keep going forward keep going forward that's very very important hmm. thank you guys for joining me and maria here yeah. at our table thank you, and, thank, uh, you. thank you thank you so i've known you for quite a bit i think i've known you before you've actually met me i've known you as like a south chicago legend you and maria um from a lot of people you guys are art parents you guys have been in the scene since pretty much the inception and from me growing up in south chicago you guys in the area I'm, i've always been curious i've always been a fan and once i got to know you guys again always welcoming always super it's, we're family it's you, you, we just had a beautiful dinner here you welcomed us into your house and it's like a museum in here mm -hmm. it's beautiful there's so much art there's so much history here to finally get a sit down with you. We, we 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 chopped it up a little bit with the Legends episode on the South by Southeast. You, we had uh, Frank Corona, um, Stephen's grandfather with the documentary. But all of you guys had such deep knowledge and, and information of of the neighborhood and everything. And me being a South Chicagoan, oh, I would love to find out more. And every time I got to talk to you, it was it was a knowledge of wealth of information. How did the arts for you begin? I want to know the inception and everything. Well, it's interesting to me because like, it's like a lot of us, we're given a gift. And I always remember when I was a little guy, I don't remember exactly when it actually started, but I remember my mother saying that I was always good at shaping clay or putty you know, they would sit me down, they would give me something, and for some strange reason, my hand and eye cord was, was, was something that was kind of, it was almost like if you were given the gift of music, mm. or you were given something special. Well, mine was shaping. And it was really interesting that I carried this, uh, uh, this energy for, uh, since I was a young man. I mean, I was a kid, but there was a passion. I, some of the first things that I remember when I was in my early grades at uh, Phil Sheridan, because I went to school here in all uh -huh. South Chicago. Shout all out to Phil Sheridan. Sheridan. <laughs> Bowen, so I am yes. totally South Chicago, born in the bush. Yes, <laughs> the bush. But the passion was that when I was first asked, I think my must have been in first grade or one of the grades, and they were doing some drawing. Mm. And they, they asked everybody when you were a kid, well, what are you going to be when you grow up? An artist. Wow. So the passion was there. 
it was it's always been there because it was given to me as a gift it's a regalo that's something that said hey man this is for you you know depend but what are you going to do with it mm. see we all have something that's given to us but we never know when that gift is ours or how we're going to use it mm. i very i'm very fortunate that i was able to continue this at as as a as as, a, as an artist because I've always felt I was one, but it came through all the things that happened in the community to create the artist that I am now. In other words, I went to the steel mills, to the to the uh, as a youth, to the gang violence, um, the military, the Vietnam. This is all part of an experience that creates an artist of of my of the, my caliber as an urban artist. Wow! Because all we're basically all we're doing. We, in this whole period of time when uh, we're learning is we're sharing. Hmm. A lot of my experiences and my early works that people always come in and ask me questions, we're sharing. That's all I was doing. I never considered myself that I was doing anything really great or anything like that. Because if it was, uh, it kind of overpassed me in a certain sense. But the energy and the spirit to, to, to share the experience, you realize years and years later because when you first start off as an artist you really don't think that it's going anywhere it's just something that you have is you have a passion for it mm. it's when you get to the level that i am now now at 72 years old finally the world asks me hey roman what do you think mm. that's a long time before people start asking you hey bro what what, what, what are you doing <laughs> wow. which is cool i mean i'm not complaining but it's part of la vida mm. Now, if I was doing this for any other reason, other than, say, for instance, economics, okay, well, I'm going to make some money on this. Wrong. It doesn't work that way. Why? Because, n number one, the passion doesn't revolve around money. Hmm. It helps. Mind you, it helps. Because right now, myself, I was able to survive, me and my wife Maria, through both of us, because we share the passion for the arts yeah. in different ways. Hers, a maestra. Mm and the calendar and the things that she does with her artwork. It, it's, it's how we dealt with it, how we're able to survive. Now, if we wanted something that, okay, we're gonna make money, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do this, well, I, I would have to get another job. <laughs> but we have to realize that life didn't give us that. We have to realize that in South Chicago, we were almost a middle-class community. We have to understand one thing that's very important about mm -hmm. what happened to us as a community. We were middle class. People started buying homes. We started buying cars. We were thinking of sending our kids to college. Which is I mean, wild. There was all these things mm -hmm. started happening to us because only for only one reason. We were all working. Yeah. They took it from us. Can you dive a little deep in that? And then I'll, I'm going to interject. We have all the artists here from 93 oh, Studios. Right. At any given time, fellas, if you have any questions, chime in. You know what I mean? I would love to hear you guys' perspective. You guys have your own unique relationship with Roman and Maria. So at any given time, chime in. Roman, I would love to hear the, the progression of the, the steel mills. We chopped in. We chopped it up with the, the Legends episode, but... I'd love to get in depth in your well, perspective more. Well, to share a little bit of what happened that, that day at the, when we did the Legends thing, like a lot, we all grew up with this, almost in the same pattern, like Coco, you know, yeah. Steve Walsh's grandfather. We Shout all came, it basically, <laughs> we all grew raised different, but we all came to the same pattern. It was, same, it was like the same pattern. It was, we had to leave something behind. Mm. That was really important to us because when we went through it, it was devastating to a lot of us. 
And I'm pretty sure that me as a as a male would understand one thing, but we also have to understand what happened to our women during this period. What happened, like for instance, my wife Maria, the experience that she went through raising our children when the decisions that I made weren't the best decisions in the world. Mm -hmm. So there was a lot of things that we had to go through as a couple and raising a family. And then we had to realize, you know, what happened? Very simple. We were trying to survive. Mm, we made mistakes. And I'll be the first one to step forward and say, like, uh, like I brought Brother Coco, you know, Steve Walsh's grandfather. Yeah. We, we, we made mistakes. But at the time, what was interesting about what happened to all of us, we never talked about it. None of us did. But we knew that all of us were somehow or another... We all went through the same, we went through the whole same thing. But we have to also realize what happened to the women mm. who were wow. standing behind us when all this happened. Yeah. Now that's a completely different story. Absolutely. Because if whatever would have happened to me, she was responsible to keep this family together, wow. whatever life gave us. So we had to share this together. Yeah. Whether we wanted to or not, like I said, mistakes were done. But for some strange reason, in our relationship, in our uh, gift that was given to us life, we were able to share our experience together, mm. share our knowledge through the arts and our love for the arts, and create a living for ourselves That's and beautiful. for our children. And we left a legacy for our great-grandchildren to see that no matter what diversity life gives you, you're able to deal with it. Mm -hmm. And that was real, real important. But we also have to understand this is a male speaking on what happened in this period. But a female perspective, like my wife Maria, is, mm -hmm. is different because Absolutely. what she went through, it's, it's a little bit more different for us because we're men. Okay, oh, well, I'm going to deal with this, this and that. But no, the responsibility on what happens when these things happen is the woman. Yeah. So I would like to pass it over to Maria real quick. <laughs> yes. I'm glad. I'm glad, Miss Maria. It's important that we share this because of the fact that it, it's, it, that's, the way it happened. Yeah. Right. Well, I'm going to start by saying uh, a lot of friends and women friends, they kind of like, um, I'm old school, but yet I also believe in my belief as a woman, and it's been there to this day, is that I feel that uh, once I'm really old school, once you find your friend or mate or soulmate or your partner that you choose that in your life that you want to be with, uh, that's my belief. And so therefore, through thick or thin, as, mm. this, as they say, hard times and bad times, and, and that was my belief. So when we did go through some hard times, and uh, you have to face a reality on certain things, and you have to bite the bullet and just hope for the best. Mm. And I'm a heavy uh, person who believes in in my faith. And um, I think it's very important. A lot of people, it turns people off. Mm. But that's doesn't faze me because in the art world, a lot of artists don't believe. Uh, they believe in whatever they want to believe. But I don't judge that because I don't want them to judge me. Mm. I believe in what I believe, and therefore my honey here, he's like, yeah, but um, I, he doesn't 
blocked me from what I believe in, and I believe in family. I believe in being given Roman the fact that we had gone through work, and then he said, Marie, I want to be this. I said, well, then let's go for it. I didn't get a job in my life. My thing, my purpose was to be the mom, make sure everything at home was okay, no matter, you know, friends come in like, damn, shit, floors ain't done and stuff like that. But that is the reason for that. Mm. Why I don't want the floors done just yet? It makes you humble. Mm. We survived all this stuff. Mm. And so therefore, um, when um, we were going to go through some hard times, I turned around and just said, you know, hit or miss, we have to make it with our children. Mm. And families, to me, having a father in their life was super important because I never had a dad. So it was a whole new experience to have a dad and to have someone. In. And uh, a lot of my women friends, some are here or some are gone now, they were like, what the hell is wrong with you? You know. But it was just my faith and in, in my belief in myself. And I found life later. My son was 15 when I got my first job. And I always wanted to be a teacher in the school system. And again, I go back up with my Lord. And he made me a teacher for almost 40 years, independent contractor, working for many, many different organizations. And right now I'm in semi-retirement, so it's a whole new world, a whole new path. It's beautiful. Welcome, guys. Thank and you. I like, I like when you people come over and they like, what? Yes. <laughs> Freak out. But I was welcome. blown away by everything. Yeah, yeah it's it's like a living museum in here. It's alive. <laughs> I'm glad you. Uh, I'm glad you enjoyed yourself. Turn that mic up. Yeah. He's wearing headphones. Just just as everyone else um, speaks highly of Roman, everyone for my that I've spoken to sees you as the mother, the mother of art, the, 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 you're behind. The, I get adopted sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> and it's okay for me, you know? But I think that's much needed because, like you said, there's, as growing up, not just you, but a lot of us in the South Chicago neighborhood, you grew up without a father. You grew up without something missing. So if you have a Roman here that kind of guides you and you have a Maria here that guides you in the opposite, maybe not opposite, but it's a different direction. You have the male energy and then you have the female energy. And everyone, all the artists I've spoken to, they spoke very highly of you. You, you for some reason, have impacted them. Where did your desire for art start? Um, I or, wanted to entertain my kids really? when they were little. Mm. So when they were little, I said, I like puppets. My kids are into Sesame Street. We used to have a Goodwill down the street. So I went to Goodwill and got everything that looked like the puppets of the Muppets. Oh, so I came awesome. home, and my very first set of puppets was uh, Open Mouth, Sesame Street. Oh, I yeah. went started small, slowly went higher, higher, and when the thing, he was like <laughs> freaking big. So uh, my puppeteers were my own children, my nephews and nieces. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, I still like puppets. I'm a great grandma now, so I'm thinking of coming back out. But yes. in time, it has to happen hmm. along again my path, my new path in life. Uh-huh. And uh, I, I once I did the puppets, then I I never got into painting. But I my friend Gamaliel said, 
Marie, you see color through fabric. So mm. I'm a mixed media artist. Yes. And uh, then uh, one time I showed my mom this beautiful quilt I had made. And uh, it was for <laughs> an organization, a women's place. And she says, you didn't get that from me. Where did you get that from? And I'm like, I don't know. I just, like, just do. And I just... I, I, I truly want to learn to paint, but mm. I just feel, eh, when it comes, it'll happen. Mm, but right. I, I do a lot of odd things, mixed media art. Mm. So, and my love for, for entertaining my kids is what started me on being who I was all these years, teaching in schools. Mm. And, uh, and I enjoyed it, and they enjoyed me. <laughs> I kind of freak when I meet uh, adults, like, one time at Jules on 106 years ago, I bumped in around Christmas time. My hands were full of groceries, and I bumped in, made the turn, and bumped into somebody. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, and but it was a tall person, and I'm like, I'm sorry, and the guy looks, hey, you're my puppet teacher. Uh, <laughs> no way. Yeah, it kind of really, it, that kind of stuff kind of throws teachers. You know, it's a it's a proud feeling. Yet, yet it's like, what, what? You still remember me? <laughs> wow. But it's um, I enjoyed it. That's I have, true. I do enjoy teaching, and I do, and and I don't know. It's just life in general with time. You know, you got to retire, and I'm like, yeah, I don't know what I want to do. Mm. But you know, I I got uh, still family and friends to to teach and stuff like that. Where do you think that comes from? The the I like teaching. I like that feeling. I think. Uh, I didn't get it from him. I mean, no, that didn't happen. I love watching him create. Mm. I love Footnote all on that. his work. I, would love to. Uh -huh. I love uh, in our early years when he used to do sculptures. I was like, nah, that's got to stay. That's got to stay. Then I had to realize that if this is our living, you have to sell it. So mm. we have many photographs Footnote of on early work, well. and so there uh, there are very few and in between pieces that are my personal collection, oh, okay. but. You know, it's not too many, you know. But um, I, I ask him for me? advice, but my friends... Can you hear me when I... My okay. friends who are, um, who are gone now, they turn around and uh, inspired me. My, my two, I had two mentors, uh, Pat Divine Reed, she's still here. Hmm. She's a great painter, oil painter and painter. And my friend Gamaliel Ramirez, he got me into Urban Gateways, which was an art... Uh, it was created by mothers, African-American mothers, that mm. wanted arts into the school. Wow. When it first started. What, what year do you That remember? was in the 80s. Wow. You know, and it was, it was a beautiful organization, I'll, Urban Gateways, but now program. it's dwindled, dwindled. Mm. And, you know, but it was, it taught me many things. It was, uh, it was great. Wow. But um, other than that, I... I don't know. Did I ask your question? Absolutely. Nothing <laughs> <laughs> cool. else. I forgot what I'm saying. No, no, no. No, 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 no. Not yet. Not yet. No. <laughs> Absolutely did. You know, I mean, one can can go really into a lot of things, but I'm not sure if that's yeah. what you're looking for. I mean, you know. Absolutely. Okay. Cool. It's amazing to hear those stories, though, because uh, the uh, the reflection of the influences that you're making. Uh, when somebody tells you, I remember this, I remember that. That's uh, oh yeah. That's always an amazing. That, that thing. happened to me at the YMCA. I went there maybe 
eight years ago they had a function before it turned into the senior center now mm -hmm. so i'm in there doing a workshop on behalf of uh, one of the organizations and this young lady she was doing some workshops she was a beautiful young woman mm. and she's looking at me she's like you don't remember me you don't remember me and i'm like no and she goes, you taught me this, this, and that. And I'm like, I kind of, i like, wow, thank you. Thank you for remembering me. You know? <laughs> and like the other day, uh, we were at that campaign, uh, that um, yesterday. Oh, for um, the automatic race. The, uh, we debate, were there. The debate. And at the debate, after the debate was over, a young woman came over. And she happened to be the daughter of our friends. Mm -hmm. they're, they're now, Her parents are now both gone. She comes up with this camp. Hey, this you? Is this you? And in the camera was one of Rome's early pieces of wood. Oh wow! And she goes, "I've been wanting you to show you this that I inherited from my parents." Wow! And then here's another mind blower. When when Rome was at the Intuit, the the show, the one man Which show, which was a beautiful, beautiful display, beautiful. I want to talk oh, about yeah. that as well. The uh, we got a letter, uh, a note, an uh, email from the woman, and she. Uh, now this is a mind blower. I used to go to Project Vencedomos over here uh, across the street from Immaculate. Mm. And there were teachers there. From, it was a college. So one of the teachers was married to the director. And then, you know, later in life you forget whatever. And then the, that teacher got in touch with the Intuit, showed a photograph. She goes, I don't know if this is the same person, but my husband and I bought a piece, oh. a wooden piece of a woman. And I just came across the picture the other day. I just would like to know if it's the same guy and if he can sign it. Ooh. Now that's a mind blower. Wow. Isn't that true? That's amazing. This is this is good things in life. Wow. Well, one of the reasons too is because at that, that time for some strange reason, I wasn't signing my work. Hmm. <clears throat> I don't know what possessed me, but I would say, well, I know I did it. <laughs> uh, who's hey, ever listening mine. to this sign your work wow. very important wow. don't do not do what I did because it, they, people are always ask, right now people are even asking me well, can you still sign the work that I I mean from, wow. it, it's important wow. that signature or that mark that you make is very important so that's very good point Marie. Mm -hmm. wow. and I came up because uh, Rome has a lot of paintings as you know guys yeah and so like yeah. I said yeah. okay let's uh yes. let's uh this 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 year let's clean up our stuff and sign this stuff mm. wow. so Rome was up here painting so I came up with 10 he signed them I washed them down he signed them I came back up with 10 more on the third time coming up with 10 more he goes Where's this coming from? And I'm like, I like, wait a minute, the first don't freak me out, dude. So I go, we're doing this. He goes, all right, all right, right. So then I come back up, and he's painting an old painting. I'm like, what are you doing? All I want you to do is sign it. He goes, it's not finished yet. I go, we're in trouble. There you go. Yeah, that's the story. Yeah, so I started touching them up. You know, I said, wait, but, I, but it's funny because when you don't see your work for a long time, like. What like yesterday, like we were at that uh, function for the tenth ward automatic race of yeah. debate, yeah. and he was a dear friend of mine, John John Chico. We used to call him Nardi, but one of the things that <laughs> I, I kind of kind of giggled a little bit to myself was she remembers her hair. Oh, yeah, wow. that was so yeah, funny. It's, it's not that she she kind of had an idea because Maria always had this hair Curly. that a lot of people remember her by her hair. <laughs> 
for some strange reason. Oh, I remember your hair. Well, this young lady that's what she happened said. to mention that, and I go, wow, that, that, that's interesting. We were sitting in front of her, and she goes, I, I was telling my friend, is that Roman and Maria? Is that Roman? And I'm like looking at that wild hair, and I'm like, gee, I thought I teamed it. <laughs> but it was funny. No, but it's interesting how we leave these little tidbits of memories with the community that are, that have been shared for a long like one of the ones Influences. that I remember that me and Maria did on a whim one time that they became a legend mm. a spook house <laughs> something very very simple all we were doing was entertaining our children mm -hmm. and the children of because uh, we were at that time we children, were trying to children. connect with other artists so we decided well let's turn in my basement at time you know let's turn into a spook house well little did we know that that small little thing that we did for a few years to entertain our children became something that a lot of young people in this neighborhood remember to this day. Wow. And it wasn't like, like see, a lot of times when you plan certain things like this and you go, well, I'm going to do this because, no. That, that's not the way life is, you know. It's when you do it for, and in this community, when you ask a lot of kids that grew up in this neighborhood around that period, they'll always remember that spook house, that Wow. And, and the funny thing yeah. about that and, is that um, is that we are friends, grown people. They say, "I want to be a monster. I want to be this. I want to be that." <laughs> I mean, they literally, yeah, I can do this. I can do this. And it was for hours, man. I mean, we yeah. had the line went that way. You go through the back, come out through. Oh the yeah, front. we had a line. Wow. Of it was intense. It was like, Definitely. wow, but it was fun. We had wow. fun. I love Halloween. But, That's but one of my favorite Halloween. Yes. When you do things for the sake holidays. of the arts. That, that, that's the important the key to what we were doing at the time. We weren't really, really looking at all oh, that. No, mm -mm. It, it just that, we just that did moment. it because for did fun. Yeah. And that's how a lot of things that we used to do. Like for instance, when we used to do the early, our earliest, um, our, our favorite always will always be the black parties. Wow. With black parties that kind of disappeared. Yes. And at that time, we didn't Put have the right no. <laughs> uh, Latin representation. So we had to go through mm -hmm. a lot of changes to have permits to do these things. Mm -hmm. So one year, we just said, you know what? We're not playing this game no more. We started being a little bit more guerrilla, you know, more like this. So, you know what? Let's do our own thing. So we started throwing block parties. Wow. And they became fantastic yeah. at, at the time wow. but my most famous dance. one that I always remember was when the cops came looking for me <laughs> uh, oh yes uh, <laughs> you guys got a permit yeah who got the permit Roman but the man mind you they're talking to me right yeah well where's Roman well I think he went in the end to do some kind of something he'll be back in a little bit <laughs> but as soon as he gets here I'll make sure that he got like, so okay well God. you tell him that when we, we come back you know <laughs> when he gets here let us know when he gets here so we could talk to him no problem, no problem, you know. So we kept, you know, it, it was just pushing funny the way the, the, the ways yeah. we, we, we used to do things. But I remember Alderman Buchanan. Finally, Alderman Buchanan pulled me in and said, hey, man, what are you guys doing? This? So he started talking to Morse about the arts, and he goes, you know what, I'm going to help you guys out. He says, but here's what he wanted. That's how far back we wanted to have a cultural center in this community, and the movement goes all the way that far back. But it had to be under his name. Oh. John Buchanan. You know, so I said, well, that's cool. That's cool, brother. No problem. Till I went to my first meeting with the community and they unplugged me. Hmm. No. Because my way of thinking in that time, you got to figure I'm a ex-Vietnam veteran coming out of the military. I was already involved with the Chicano movement. So we were a little bit kind of bold in, in the, some of the things that we were asked. So that particular day, 
I got up in front of the mic and I said, you know what? I don't even know what's wrong with us. We don't need the city. What do we need the city for? This is our community. This is our children. Why can't we build our own community center that wow. belongs to us? Why do we got to be asking him, him, and him? Like the next, you know, oh, click. Wow. You're canceled. So the message kind of went, but the real people who heard it, we, 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 we followed through, which wow. was the arts. They resonated. The, the fellow artists. We kept the momentum going. That's beautiful. That's why we were a part of the Pilsen Movement, Hummel Park, yes. because we were the free people. I used to call everybody. No, man, we're the we're the free people. We don't because that time you got to understand we were part of the the movement of the hippies. When you realized what happened during that period, we were dropouts. Mm-hmm. You know, let's you know jump drop out of society. You know, start our own thing. This and that. So we were in a strange way. When I came out of the military in the seventies, I brought a lot of that back to South Chicago. Mm-hmm. A lot of the spirit of the the hippie movement and the uh, and the way we dealt with things. Because it was funny, when we were younger, we had our children, we didn't even have a car. Mm-mm. Maria could tell you, but we used to take our kids around in a wagon. Mm-hmm. What do you mean wagon? A, a little a wagon. A little wagon, a little wagon. We would walk around with, we with all our kids, and then we would start bringing other children's kids. Next thing you know, we had this parade right. of kids that we would take <laughs> with us to Cal Park. Right. But we were learning not to... Ex- to accept the things that were going on around yeah. us, we was okay. Well, let's do it differently. That's what, right. you know. <laughs> wow. And it was a re- really interesting experience. But we took a lot of that from what we learned, especially myself. Yeah. What I learned when I was in California, and I learned about uh, what was going on in the in the movement, and I really, really loved it. I lived it because you got to figure we had just came from a gang movement. Yes. Well, we were heavy gangbangers. We were we were fighting with the police. We were doing all kind of things. And all of a sudden, we came back with a peace. You know, let's 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 see if we all get together and just stay calm. Let's see what would happen. Yeah. But we had to do it individually. We can we knew that it wasn't going to happen in no big thing. But as human beings, we were the first thing. Like I always used to tell people, if you want to do something first, you be the example. Yeah. You know, because you're the example of if you want to do something. You know, you're not going to have big steps. It's not going to happen right away. But if you're a good example on what's going on and the positive for what you're doing, it will work. Yeah. And Maria and I have shared that experience, you know, together as mm-hmm. husband and wife because of the way we dealt with, with especially with when we went into education. Yeah. Somehow or another, all artists, speaking like to Matt and Shapeless right now, um, Aaron and Shapeless here with us now and Joel, you eventually will have to teach. Mm. It's almost inevitable yes. that people will come up to you and say, "Hey, man, uh, uh, you're doing this. Can you te- teach our children? Because they want well, to share your vibe for the arts and what you're doing, and that's the most important thing. Because right now, teachers are the most important thing in the United States right now wow. because we don't have enough of them. Most of the most top teachers right now, they're gone. They're retired. Mm. Like my Maria right now, she's the most top artist that everybody wants. To work with her because she has a knowledge, the the feeling for the children that's yeah. different. You cannot teach anybody that and how to do these things. Now I'm so proud of what these young brothers are doing now because they're stepping up to the plate and sharing their experience now with our future children. Because everybody that goes through us now through the arts is somebody that's going to share that same experience later on with somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, beautiful. Mm-hmm. So Aaron, Matt, I commend you guys for what yes. you guys are doing. Uh, I think that uh, 
Joel. I, I mean, I, I love what Joel's doing. Oh, I love yeah. what Joel's doing. He, he yeah. amazes me, yeah. you know? Yeah, you know, uh, uh, well, everybody, everybody, everybody what, what's interesting about uh, us sitting here at this table right now is that everybody here is Renaissance. Oh, I love that. What does that mean to you, sir? Renaissance that to me means that we're, well, we do multiple. Like, we're into the musica. We're into the, uh, the, the poetry, the writing, the thoughts. Mm. Renaissance means that you are a multi-purpose person and what you're doing and, and how you're sharing things. The creative so, arts. So, creative so Renaissance is a really important word because we're all literally sharing that experience. It's beautiful. Like in all other hoods, like in Pilsen, they have their group of, uh, oh, yeah. of artists and even in Humboldt Park and even up north. Every neighborhood of artists, I think, if if they're not, you know, if they're cool to just share, they can make the community better. Yeah, because see, yeah. some artists won't share. Like, for instance, <clears throat> I've been around for quite a while, because I'm part of the Pilsen movement, I was at Kazaslan, then I moved over to the Flatiron, I was on the north side for a long time, then I was in Indiana for a long time, that's where I met the Kisa and... So I was able to see the progression in all the different neighborhoods as a fellow artist. So when I came back to South Chicago after I left Indiana, I said, no, now it's my time to let's, to start doing something in this community. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. you know, because I've shared my experiences or our, our, our art career yeah. with all the other communities. So, you know what? I think it's time we came home. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. And That's in that amazing. sense... Uh, well, I had already met Matt uh, through festivals when I first was introduced to him. And immediately when I first met him and I seen what he was doing in the early years, I said, dude, he got it. Hmm. To myself, this is this young man got it, you know? Because you could tell when somebody is persistent on what they're doing. There's no, not, they don't waver. And I would see what he would be doing and I go, wow. This brother guy. This, this yeah. 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 And that really came into, like, really what it was was, like, uh, at those festivals, me being one of the only tables selling artwork that wasn't Roman and his people, even at that time, because this was, like, 2012, 2013-ish, probably. Yeah. Um, and we met at a festival and then linked back up maybe, like, a year and a half or two years later, and then... Uh, got taken to under the bridge and I didn't even realize that I was going to talk to him again. <laughs> we talked that day about, so you need a place, you're still doing it? Like, yeah. And so then, then I was probably working there a couple days later nice. and working out of there. That's dope. Uh, but it was like that of like, yeah, man, you know, uh, going and doing festivals or any kind of shows, we set up a table and stuff and like, he's there and I'm there and, and yeah, you know, like, and, but I tell you, know, I talk, I've always talked to every vendor or every, any artist that's set up and stuff, but it's, but it is that staying consistent and actually going out and doing it. Mm. I remember that first one I was out, it was in the middle of the summer and I was getting beat by the sun the entire day. And every time I would turn around, Roman had a full canopy tent set up with the sides and the whole thing, man, Fan. sculpture set up right in front of it and shit and like Mini stay fridge. cool. And yeah, man, it was like that difference of like, oh yeah, like, yeah. Look at I could just look over there and see how much I'm already uh, yeah exactly yeah. what I'm lacking right now and shit already. But we used to be like that with no tent. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah High sure. Park. Yeah. Every year we went to High Park to do a art festival, and I, then it got a little, some reason or another, every weekend of that festival it rained. Oh. So then I'm like, eh. 
Mm-hmm. Then the price got hired to join, and, yeah. and then we had a fire. Well, no, that's how we survived. Totally, it was, was called totally the, gyps- our, the, the Gypsy Life. life mm-hmm. It was called the Gypsy Life. We were doing festivals every weekend. We were working somewhere. Right. And and my son, he at that time, he was a... Man, he was a little strong, little vato, because we used to be able to move things, you know. I mean, we, we talk about when you do a lot of shows, and being a sculptor, man, that's a lot of work. Huh. You know, and um, that's how we, we survived, you know, as far as, um, mm-hmm. you know, the, 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 the movement. And then. I sold sock puppets. Wow. I, uh, I, I really took that sock puppet thing. Because when the bears were winning, I made bear puppets, oh, <laughs> sock puppet cool. bear colors. <laughs> I want to interject real quick. So you guys, to me, are artists, and you guys have been in the game for so long. And I've known Shape, and I've told Cortez, like, even in Joel, how do you guys price your stuff? But for you, growing up in a different era, how did you manage to, to survive off of art? Was it purely off for of art? Was there extra, like, well, what was that? Well, what, what what it is is when when, when you're an artist, hook or crook, you're gonna survive. You, you're gonna survive one way or another. But the problem is, the best schools that you go through to they'll teach you art, mm. but they won't teach you how to market. Mm. Marketing is something that you have to develop by yourself mm. over the years, and how to sell your work, mm-hmm. how to price your work, yeah. how to work a crowd, how, how to do these things. You're not taught this. You have no. to learn this by yourself and learn how to walk into a room and network. Yeah, and teach yourself how to ride a bike. And, right. and, you know, and, right. and get to this thing. It, it, it doesn't come easy. You have to no. sort of like, you have to learn it as you put By mistakes things. and, yeah. But it's one of the most important things that you have to learn is how to market your artwork. Mm-hmm. Mm. Don't sell yourself cheap. I mean, because you think like, oh, that's $100. Mm. Well, maybe that's too much for the people. Yeah. But in reality, you have to figure out your how much it's your idea. It's yeah. it's uh, how long did it take you to make? Uh, what was your investment? These little things all add up. Mm. So don't be scared of $200 yeah. or yeah. anything higher that you feel, well, you know? And, and as a, an, uh, an artist who experienced this, I encourage them to think twice about the prices and how mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're dealing with it. Mm-hmm. So I will share with Aaron, Matt, Joel, and this. Like, for instance, uh, the other day, uh, Joel was uh, showing me some a piece of artwork yes. that he's working on. Amazing artwork, and, by the uh, way. <laughs> I just happened to glance at it and I go, bro, let me share something with you. Uh-oh. Turn it sideways. Stand Turn up. it this way mm. and look at the the, the angle that's going to happen with your work because see, I think he was looking at it in, in a certain way that that's was kind the, of like that right. interwoven piece and, right and, yes. and then when I said bro yes. just look at it this way in other yes. words so I'm just share I, I don't want to you know mm-hmm. to intervene in his work but I said look brother I'm going to share something with you mm. now how another fellow artist would share with another fellow artist that's up to the individual artist yeah. but I felt look bro let me, let me share something with you you know and um uh, Joel, speak on it. I mean, uh, yes. how you get felt? Yes, uh, get uh, yeah, yes. He said so. Now you have to speak. I automatically, I, I, I saw his point of view. It was, it was amazing. He sees things from a different point of view. And uh, he showed me his point of view. And I really liked it. And it's in progress already. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I already made a, a few cuts. Um, 
They were really fun, yeah. And they made the piece. You have like 10 pieces, 10, <laughs> two pieces in the making, and fucking. You do it, it's, it's nuts. And what? Yeah. He started like, what, four months ago? Uh, yeah, so. Uh, it's fucking nuts, man. It's, really cool. it's, it's awesome. Really cool. That piece looks really, really cool. And, um, yeah. Um, and when the need, when the need comes in a sculptor's world, because I've seen it through Rome, uh, you're, you're mesmerized oh, by that yeah. stone. Yeah. And, and you know, yeah, I gotta finish, I finished this part. Well, let me finish this part. Yeah. And that's, then before you know three like, hours yeah, pass by. You know, but, but it's the love. Dinner's it's, getting cold. Yeah, yeah, it, and it's <laughs> the love of, uh, of, of, of the art. It's yeah. the love of that stone. Because wow. yeah. what amazes me about Roman uh, is that when he, through all these years, when he turns around and starts, he, you know, hey, what's your idea here? I don't know. See what the, what the stone brings out. And through the years, I'm like, oh, my God. You know, what made you think like that? Like, we saw a friend at the at the show before it closed, a good friend. He's a photographer, and he was working for the Illinois Arts Council. And years ago, we had a fundraiser in the 80s. We needed to make a fundraiser. So Roman made this beautiful piece dedicated to women. It was beautiful, and it had a cut into the whole thing, but it was women. And I was like, oh, you got to give that up. You got to give it up. Well, this guy won it oh. in the fundraiser. And he uh, says, Marie, I still have that piece. It's such a beautiful piece. Wow. So it, it, the love of the stone is amazing to yeah. me for these sculptures, like yeah. his work and, yeah. and my, my Roman's work. Uh, I'm, to, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. To, to speak on that, um, you can you give me a rundown of, everything you kind of do like your dossier because you do stonework i've seen you do multiple i guess it's multimedia so can you give me a rundown of almost as best as possible well well besides painting obviously well as an outside artist or a non-degree artist you're always learning mm. see uh I don't, Aaron. You you went to a, an art school, didn't you? Yeah, I went to the American Academy yeah. of Art. See, when you go to with something like this, I didn't finish. They they give you a, like a, a set a set criteria when you do things, and kind of go like this. But when you're an outside artist, you have to learn by yourself. So you, ex you you experiment. You experiment with all the different media's. Like for instance, in the in the art world, there's cubism. Um, impressionist there's all these different styles so what I did in the early years I started doing a lot of studying and my knowledge of art is intense mm. and I know yes. who did what who did this but it's the will to want to know where you fit into this see if say for instance if you just started going like this and you, and you realize well where do you fit into this An, a, a fellow artist who, is, who has gone through it will knows exactly where you're fitting in now, when I first ran into Matt in the early years, the first person that came to my mind was Jackson Pollock. Ooh. Immediately, immediately. Wow. You know, how he was approaching it and, what, and how he was doing it. But now, it's no longer Jackson Pollock. Now it's shapeless. <laughs> now it's Matt's work. Ooh. Because Matt continued to develop, develop, develop. Now it's his. Yeah. In other words, everybody has to learn from somebody. 
you know, it's not plagiarism, but you have to, from, from, all the way right? to the beginning of it's time, somebody Bruce has to Lee. learn from somebody. Bruce Lee, you take right. everyone you have a bit, to, you know, style, so influence from everyone, and you're like, I'm going to make my own style. Yeah. With that being said, like, what were some of your influences coming yes. along the way? Yeah. Well, yes. Well, some of my I'd early to influences to me were, but, but the funny thing with me is I refused to see, to study his work, Moreau, I mean, or... or he was a sculptor, mm. and he was one of the baddest sculptors ever to me. Who was it? You know, um, Miro. Miro. Mm. You know. Am I arrow? Well, I well, well, no, no, there was no, not Miro. It was what? Um, it will come to me in a minute. Yeah, you know, we'll figure it's just it out. in my mind right now. <laughs> but his work was so powerful to me that I didn't want to be totally influenced. It's real hard to develop something that belongs to you. Mm, to be unique. Because everything has already been discovered. The only thing that right. you could do is just uh, touch it up in a different way. Like for instance, there was an article published on me uh, a couple of weeks, about a month ago, with uh, Cezanne. Now, if you're familiar with who Cezanne was, he was a nut. <laughs> <laughs> but in the 17th century when he was the artist, he was the beginning of the Impressionist movement, the way he was approaching art and this and that. But as a human being, that was a strange dude. Mm. Now, <laughs> I was compared to him. We're all strange. Wow. I was compared to him in the style of the way I'm approaching faces. You know, in other words, wow. in, in Cezanne's work, they were not, he wasn't showing, he was just showing movement and this and that. I sort of kind of developed it by accident and eliminating these and just doing form. Now, if I would have been, now if I would have gone to the Institute and I would have been studying Cezanne and all these, then I would say, okay, this is where the influence came from. But I didn't know him. Yeah. It's it. I just did it naturally. Yeah. But to be compared to him, I love that in, in the art movement because his show. Me actually, we were both having a show at the same time at the Art Institute. Oh wow! wow. That with uh, Marissa and uh, Joel, we all went together to go see that. Uh, and, and the funniest thing. We're going into the art institute, right? And Maria tells me, "You got a knife on you?" Uh, <laughs> wow, yeah. yeah. She looked at Joel. Joel, you got it. And Joel didn't just have a knife; he had a knife. He had like he had seven. <laughs> now here we are, that both boy of got us like a, going uh, into the art institute. Armpit one with weapons. I, said, well, I know damn. you motherfuckers are from South Chicago. You guys out. are from the hood. Yeah. Yeah. They would have thrown us out. They say, "Get the." <laughs> they, they took him back to the car. <laughs> I went to so the fun. airport Joel with had a, a boomerang. <laughs> like an idiot. Yeah, I left it in my book bag. And <laughs> TSA was like, what is oh, this? Yeah. I'm like, what is what? Yeah, and then they're like, no, no, <laughs> they just bust out um, my, my blade. I was like, no, 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 it'll come to me in a minute. Oh, just, just my God. I'm so sorry. And then they just took it and they're like, go on. I was like, all right. I guess I'm not a murderer. You know, I knew I wasn't a murderer, but still. I I would love to know how growing up in South Chicago as from, a kid from a kid to because I'll give you I'll give Teenager? you I'll paint you guys a picture. So when you guys speak of South Chicago as fun times and everything, my brain it, it doesn't compute. During my time in Sasha, it was a whole different era. It was a whole different. You can't go outside past a certain time. Nah, you 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 will get jacked up. There's different gangs. There's di it's a mm. different mm. time. It was I guess they called it the bloody nineties. Oh. 
So yeah. it was it was a different time. So when when Steve's documentary came on and I look at there's Gaty's ice cream and there's a movie theater and there's so much livelihood oh, and there's yeah, people nice. white gloves in South Chicago waving and I'm like, what the fuck? Right. Is that from Jupiter? <laughs> and that's only like <laughs> 10 years ago, 15. And growing right. up in, in my time, it was not like that. It's a whole different in, environment. <sighs> so I would love to know your perspective, not only from the art world, but just as a human growing up in South Chicago. That's just question. Well, all, both. Because well, you okay. Well, the main thing about that period and and then was nobody killed each other, which is wild. Mm-hmm. You know, you would get beat up. You know, you would this, but nobody was killing each other. They used you know, there was no right the, the murder rate was not there. But the only thing that was different then is everybody worked. Mm-hmm. The only reason you didn't work is because you were lazy, or something was wrong with you. You know, mm-hmm. but the majority of everybody else there was work everywhere. There was nowhere you could turn that wasn't work. They, they needed work, workers, workers, workers. So everybody had money. Mm-hmm. That was the, one of the biggest issues that everybody had money. When the nineties <laughs> came into play, no more. We call it the bloody nineties, is because they took the rug right out from under us. I mean, there was, there was no more future for Sasha. All the youth that grew up, I think they were called Generation X. All these kids that grew from that generation, they took the rug from under them because they didn't have nothing no more. And a lot of these young men were warriors. They had the warrior mentality, the warrior blood. So they took that energy and went in a different direction that none of us expected it to happen. They started killing each other. Wow. And it, a lot of it, I couldn't understand it. It's called revenge. Mm. Like, you killed my brother, I'm going to kill your brother. You killed my cousin, I'm going to kill your cousin. And it never ended. Yeah. And to this day, there's still bad blood with family members. And they could oh, even be yeah, related absolutely. to the same family. You could be cousins. Yeah, yeah. And there's bad blood within the family because somebody killed somebody within that family who was this and that. Now, if they would have continued economically and the mills were still here, we would have never had that problem. Which is wild. Because we would have, everybody would have been working. There is no reason for anybody to be doing any crazy shit because everybody had money. On the contrary, you wanted to spend your money, which is wild. Have a good time. Now, and then when the '90s came in there, there was no money, so they were desperate to make money. And this is where the the, the, the life kind of uh, went in, 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 in that direction, you know. Yeah. And I always blame it that. It, it was economics. It, to me, it was the main issue was that there was no more, no more. And what do you want these kids to do? Yeah. After that period, it never got any better. Because then, these young people started killing each other, and they all went to prison. Yeah. Now, what we're seeing now is a lot of these young men that went to prison in those early years, they're out. It's the after effects. Well, yeah. it's the, the and they're residuals. still not. They're still affected by. That period of whatever, whatever, let alone the ones that that were that that died. You know? Yeah. So, what what like what what I see now as, as an elder is we are now the victims mm. because now the elders are the prey to the young, which we never ever thought that it would ever happen to us as as we got to this age. But now, most of the people that you hear that they're sticking up, they're taking this from you, 
we're all older people. Wow. We are now the victims of the young. Now, who do we fear? Young kids. Hmm. Oh. You know, these are the ones that are caught. The thing is, and there would never should have been a reason why this should be happening right now. But then you start looking at it in a different way. Okay, okay, fine. How can we help these kids? Yeah. How? What I what I really love is what like what Aaron and Matt are doing. They're in the forefront with these young They're people on the front now. Lines, absolutely. They're, and Maria, Maria's still in the front line with a lot of these young kids. Absolutely. So we're still with the group of people who are still looking for a solution to this. Too, a little bit too, too, too much fun. This, uh, this podcast is brought to you by Marijuana, sponsored by Mary Jane. No, but basically that's, that's what happened. It's, uh, I mean, I wish that we did have a more positive answer to the problem what's going on with our young people, but it's, it's hard to understand it. You know, it's really hard to understand it because we know that there ain't no work coming to South Chicago. No. I don't care how realistic people say there is no. Not, not, who's gonna work? Not everybody can work at McDonald's. No. Not everybody's gonna work at this. So what do you expect from these young people now? They're angry. They're angry. You know, they're, and they're going out of their way to. To me, I call it anarchy. As an old hippie, I call it anarchy. This is where you get, you get tired and say, man, fuck this shit. I'm not going to take it anymore. And so you take it upon yourself to yeah. do what you have to do. And this is basically, to me, in my opinion, in a, in a, in a small way of what's going on You're surviving. Now. Yeah. You're surviving life. I like um, Steve's, Steve's whole documentary, Stephen Walsh. His whole documentary gave me a different perspective on South Chicago. And he plugged in the, oh, it's a trickle effect. Since the steel mills and everyone, and then the 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 whole Vietnam draft, the whole movement during that time, them coming back, and then the next generation, and the next generation, it's all a trickle down effect, and it's it's just it's it's like a weird butterfly effect. One little thing, the steel mill shutting down, caused a series of events that we're still experiencing now. Oh yeah, and 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 it's, it's and it's not going to come back. But there's so many, so many young people that I'm seeing now that you got to be very proud of uh, uh, on what they're doing now because there's a lot of young people right now that are coming up now that that are uh, you got to commend them for for su surviving and it. So we have a lot, a lot to be grateful for in this community that even though we're going through all this, there's still a huge handful of young people that are positive and that yeah. are doing great things for this community in their own way. Mm. And we, in the art world, see it before other people. Because we know what, what it is when a young person wants to be a little bit different to do this. There's a reason for that. That young person is reaching out to become something important. Mm. We have to realize this. We have to realize this. And that's the beauty of, of, of us here at 93 Studios who are sharing this experience because we're still influenced by young people. Yeah. Because we're out there teaching. We're in the field. Mm. Every once in a while, I myself will go out there, you know, because I, I, I did it for a lot of years. But every once in a while, you know, it's good to go back and, you know, talk to the young and this and that. Absolutely. So that's why whatever is going on in the future lies in the hands of people like ourselves here at 93 nice. Studios. Mm. Do you think, in a, in a scientific manner, art can be a therapy? It is. Oh, it is. It has to be. 
Because anytime that you're an artist, well, speaking for my fellow artists here at the table, all, everybody's all drawing here, right now, everyone's sitting, creating right now, which is amazing. Here. When you're in your art space, you're it's therapeutic. Yes. Because you you don't think of anything else, your mind is relaxed. Your mind goes into the color. Your your if you're a sculptor, you're going into the stone. So for that period of time, you're in a zen, mm. a very creative. Everybody really likes being into that 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 aura when you're creative because nothing phases you. Your mind is totally relaxed. In other words, if you had problems when you came in and you started working, you're, you're, it's gone because you're concentrating on that stone or that color or that thing. So your mind is is actually taking a break from life. So a perfect example, Joel, when you're working on stone, yes. uh, what, what is the feeling that you get when you're... Yes. Uh, I mean, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful. Uh, yes, I love that you two guys are collabing. I think that's that's like an amazing, like Marvel. We're about to see like Superman well, I, in a way, it's and kind of like Batman work Destiny together. Destiny made us. We were supposed to cross paths. Oh, I love that. You know, it's almost like it was not. Uh, nothing is is an accident. Yes, there was a purpose for this. Matter of fact, I think Marissa was introduced us years ago at. We were doing a, a show at 119th Street uh, yeah. Art Fest, and we were introduced. And I didn't even know if you... I think you did have some some carving pieces I, I, at that time. Yes. And yeah. we had a short conversation, but at the I remember, yeah, man, you got to keep working, keep working. And also, yeah. like, fate gave us an opportunity. We came back together again, you know. So he is a perfect example who shares what it means yeah. to go into the Zen of the yeah. well. All of, all of us here that's sitting at this table right now. I would right love now, to hear from everybody, <clears throat> but absolutely. What it feels like to be in that Zen because you kind of like uh, you move, push things to the side, and and concentrate on everything. Yeah. Maria goes through that. All of us go through that. Absolutely. You know, when it comes to creativity, uh, Joel. Yeah, I, I, um, I think uh, carving is amazingly beautiful because it could relate to anything um almost like the music playing um when you get comfortable playing an instrument you could even close your eyes and just forget about the world mm. and um i think you could reach that place um not only through music but through poetry I think you could reach it through running, through oh, exercise. Oh, yes. I'm glad you said that. I think you could reach it in many ways. Uh, I, I, uh, stone carving has been amazing because I could uh, I could connect it also to music with beats. Mm. I really like cumbia at the moment. Uh, I'm, I love it. And a lot of the chisel marks are marks that go to the beats of cumbia. And I want to I want to interject. You have a few stones that are actually from Oaxaca. They're actually yes. from Mexico, yes. correct? Thank you, Marita. Oh yeah. <laughs> she, she accidentally snuggled them. Yeah. She like, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. That's right. Allegedly. Yeah. She 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 she. The TSA. I hope they ain't listening. No, I'm sorry. We'll go, go. But to me, that's dope because that's yeah. it's you're listening to the same music and the same vibe and the same. You get lost in the sauce. Yeah. There was a, a young artist who was uh, into recording music. Yeah. And I don't know what he went to another state and he met Rome and he said. Rome, I got this great idea. You, I'm gonna come and record you while you're creating down in the basement. His oh, first yes, studio, yeah. 
Yeah. I'm just got into it. Mm. He put music to that stuff. It was wow. so unusual. I have a CD that, that he created that's based around sounds the in my studio. Chisel sounds. Right. Chisel sounds around. Wow. Crack, 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 crack. And all kinds Seven. of sounds. And then he put them into... Mm-hmm. It was cool. Electronic. Yeah. Uh, Hugo Terrell. Samples. Hugo Terrell. Ah, we got it. Samsonite. He put together something that was... this isn't uh, the sculptor that you oh, were shit. trying to remember. No, no, no. This oh, was... my bad. That was me. Yeah. Mm. Do you but, guys want to chime in? Yeah, uh, yeah. So, like, you know, uh, what you're talking about that. that... Therapeutic and RB. Th- you have a no, unique perspective. It's, uh, Absolutely, it's, uh, man. It's very therapeutic. It's definitely something you zone out into, like they're uh, articulating right now and really it's um it's more so uh, i was reading this book uh called stealing fire a while back Ooh, i never I like completed it but i, I read Press most field. of it no it's uh by uh, this dude stephen kotler and mm. it's about flow state and so what they're talking about is like what you can receive when you get a runner's high or or when musicians or jazz musicians call it uh, being in the pocket or or, uh, you know, yeah. for instance, oh. for us as artists, you know, zoning out into a painting or something like that. It's beautiful. It's, uh, it's a flow state. So they, they talk about how they they can achieve that flow state, but fast, instantly. How do you tap into that? So they, they go through, you know, they test out athletes. They test out, you know, creatives and stuff like that. And some of his little hacks were always like go for a quick little run, smoke a joint, Drink a coffee, and you can almost in, it's a, it was like the little hack to get into there, you wow. know. Going for uh, a run to get to that that little flow state of mind, you know. Mm. But again, you can do it naturally by just you know zoning out in your craft that you're passionate about. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that 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 focus that that zoning out is definitely common in a lot of things that we do right. and that we're passionate about, regardless of it being art or music. You know, when, it could when be I was teaching else. at After School Matters with high school kids. They literally would tell me sometimes, and they'd come back for almost four years or three years, and um, it was a job for them, but they'd come back and they'd say, you know, I'm really glad I came because it relaxes you, that art. And what was I teaching them? The art of hand sewing. Hand sewing. Actually, physically. Yeah, And, and, and and I was like, you know, you bored with this or, you know, are you comfortable? And and they just all come back and they'd say that, and that's why I think any art no matter whether sewing, painting, yes. whatever, sculpting, whatever, cooking. Life, life in general is a, it, 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 What's your thing, you know? Mm. It's, yeah, and, these, and you find yeah, that niche. different variables in life, you know, mm-hmm. and you can consider that your palette. And, mm. you know, you, you use that to paint your reality, mm-hmm. you know. Mm. So, yeah, dude, anything can be, be that, you know, in that sense of, yeah, you can get lost in that. And I think and that uh, idea of you know zoning out into that flow state, but yeah. Before I chime into to man, I think we we talk about it, my boy Cus before. Growing up in a certain area, if you don't have many options, having an outlet like that is it can be life saving because you dive so much time into a craft, whether it's music, drawing, karate, bird watching. Art, absolute <laughs> fitness, or, or running, or nature, or this, or this, recording, recording, or visuals, or what, whatever. Fill in the blank. You know, having an outlet and finding a light in a dark space where all around you is 
dark and kakapupu. No, no, I don't want to go there. I don't want to do that. Nah, that's not cool. Ooh, I like these guys. These guys are following their own drum, following their own vibe. Everyone's kind of like, yo, we're, if you want to learn, okay. You follow that path. It can be life-saving. It can be, it can be a beautiful path that can lead you in many, many different positive directions. Well, it's definitely rewarding in, in its own way. You know, the pride of, of accomplishing, that, that's the key word, that accomplishing something. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like what we're doing right now, we're accomplishing something. Mm. Right now, just, just in what we're doing right now is something that could be shared 10 years, 15 years from in now. Space. And we can send this say, in wow, space. Look at the conversation that we're having right now. That and, and, and we're sharing, and all we're doing is we're trying to encourage, uh, to continue the movement and what we're, we're about, which is the purity of art, art for the sake of art. Mm. It's in your shape. Uh, I mean, to just go off of what was just being said, uh, I guess I could I can also attest to, Get in there. I guess, the idea of uh, idle hands are the devil's plaything. <laughs> what does that mean? So if you're sitting around doing nothing, there's a lot of people that you're going to end up doing bad with your time mm. out of boredom or out of just nothing to do with yourself. It's like the idea of, yeah, your idle hands. So doing something with that energy even when you don't realize you're doing it or, you know, a lot of people can go do uh, bad business mm. with that same energy and time, but it's it's about that, like, yeah, yeah, focusing your time, your energy, and, your, you know, your days on something constructive, at least. It doesn't even necessarily have to be positive, yeah, yeah. but uh, I would say at least something constructive, something productive, because, again, it, you could say... It, just as much time and energy is spent on certain people doing destructive things, you know? Uh, so, yeah, that's a big part of it. And talking about it, like, out here, where we don't have a lot of access to anything over all the time and jobs get taken away and all the different stuff, you know? That's what it is. What Robin was talking about with people getting out of prison and lock up now from the way back, and now, you know, it's, uh, it's not just their problem it's not just uh the government's problem it's everybody's problem same as a couple more decades from now it's going to be different problems even right now we hear about social security and different stuff being a problem because of other generations and all the stuff you know it's all it's just how but that's how the planet goes you know uh so that that you know that is a big part of it focusing on trying to do something productive something living yeah Hmm. i mean you know art might not seem like the super most important thing to whatever percentage of the public but it really is even still even those who don't realize it if they're watching tv or there's they're listening to literally anything from music to a podcast to if you're sitting there listening to uh sports on on a radio because i grew up my dad used to he was the type of dude that would watch sports on TV, but oh, then yeah. listen to the radio commentary on it. Yeah, you know, like multi. <laughs> yeah, yes, you yeah. know, but because somebody shut off the audio yeah. of the the and, TV, yeah, yeah, and yeah, like yeah. those announcers better, oh, yeah, whatever yeah. the situation. So you know, like, but that's so there. That's already you know, and and my dad would definitely not consider himself an artistic person. 
or creative or care about any of that kind of stuff but then if i were to point that out like yeah, yeah, yeah you know yeah. it's like yes you do <laughs> you know no. you you th- that person is entertaining you with mm. those highlights in that you know like or or their commentary you have a preference you like certain type of movies you whatever it is the most hardened person who only watches westerns or you know the idea of just somebody is <laughs> anti-hard or creative yeah, they're still <laughs> enjoying that that yeah. you know so they still appreciate some art yeah. in this world in yeah. their lifetime and stuff you, you know might not ever understand that mm. so man here you know i've heard it a couple of times now a few times now but roman saying how you know we use our biggest pr- production used to be steel and not just for the city of Chicago, but for like the rest of the country, the whole world, building almost most of these damn skylines and just that part. And yeah, which is that wild. ended a long time ago, but now it's it's the art. Like, yeah, I feel that because you know they keep on talking about how we don't produce anything in America anymore, but like we produce entertainment, we produce all that type of stuff. Well, once I found out the fact that south chicago well our steel mills in the area provided a lot of steel for downtown mm-hmm. that blew my mind i'm like yeah. wow yeah. to me that I adds value that. to yeah, the that's, area that's very true yeah. about the entertainment and how yeah dude what do we produce as a country mm-hmm. like everything's outsourced at this point everything's getting made from china be a TikTok or star be a youtube star be a, yeah a, a, yeah oh, i mean all the students all my students like that's the produced. their main like one of the top things that they say that they want to do not maybe and completely in life but like that could be something present or oh when i grow up now i want to be a youtube uh or an influencer as they Mm, call it now like that's interesting but an influencer of what you ask them that and they have no answer they just want the attention Mm. they want this yeah no purpose and it's just like it's scary it's a title it's scary again we're in our country that's yeah mr beast came up today in my thing in my class over there and it's like yeah why wouldn't that be a goal it's like Mm. you create enough content here is a hundred million (laughs) dollars i mean but and that's good i at least you know i don't i don't i've never watched any of his videos outside of seeing clips of like you know he goes out and he does whatever in the real world and gives away money and resources and stuff you know it's it's the so he's the most followed person on youtube as a whole you know he has his face yeah Yeah. and so he has more followers just through him running the channel he runs and has sponsors or whatever he makes like hundreds of millions of dollars like just he shit. he yeah, pretty no, much no, not, he not pretty much talking shit but just just to talk just yeah. to yeah be he creates content of anything and, and everything making videos that people then go watch and it can just be I mean again I've never watched this stuff so I don't and know at, at first, first I think just, to, in a brief he's like, a, he's like an, uh, an American show you win money at, yeah. this, at this point that's what he's about I think at first it was more like a channel to grab attention and and now the way that you, the internet works, you yeah. know. Yeah. If you, if you, he's you, making money off that. He's yeah. making oh, money, yeah. but he's giving also giving money. back money. Yeah. So it's kind of it's it's a weird thing right now because he's using. Also, he's like Oprah at times. But then it's also like sure he, he's giving <laughs> like up Oprah. that money to make a new. You video, get a car. So he's you still get a making car. money yeah. off of making that video of giving away the money. Yeah. Mm, at that point. So it's again. That's weird. Yeah. It's like the Oprah of YouTube content creators again and, and influencers like that's that's what we produce though now mr roman to 
whatever you know right like yeah. it's like create, again they yeah, take that platform media. and those things yeah. the media away from us then so what our, then, again, so then we're left it is that is the thing that gets produced mm-hmm. more than anything hollywood has been here forever but that's that's why they made hollywood to create content for the rest of the world make movies i want to know how 93 studios came about like the idea where did that before the actual building was there and then break down the actual, all right, I want to sign this lease for 93 Studios. Well, well 93 Studios came about because I had um, I had just left Indiana for, we were there for over 10 years, and uh, it was called The Jungle. And uh, We're going to talk about very, that. Very, very successful uh, venture. But we have to realize when you're paying rent, you don't own it. Hmm. So at any given time, they can say, you know what, dudes, you're out, you know, so... Bottom line, that's kind of what happened to us in in, in Indiana. Uh, the politics was involved. We're involved in when a certain mayor was there, when a mayor changed his hands, everything changed politically, and we were the first people that said, hey, you know what, time for us, you know, so we had to move. Now, what's fortunate for us, I was already, we already had uh, Under the Bridge. We had just started putting together Under the Bridge that first year, and we were just starting to get together, you know. So I could have stayed in Indiana because I was looking for another abandoned factory or something that where we could continue to work as sculptors. But for some strange reason, uh, fate pushed me in the direction of that space on 100th Street. Mm. And Dave Price, who was uh, the person to be at that time, I called him up and I said, hey, dude, what, what's the what's the, the the scope on this building right here. So fate, whatever, he you know, put me in contact with the owner of the building, we talked, this and that, and we came to an agreement on you know uh, something real because it was a useless space. It was empty for almost like 20 years. Yeah, it's, it sat there for a long time, I remember. So <laughs> I shared it with Aaron and Matt and uh, a few other guy, person, people, and we said, you know what, we have an opportunity to do this, here's what's gonna cost us, and we, we don't, we're, it's, it's, it, as an as experienced artist for many years, you don't want nothing. I mean, I've had studios that were rough. I'm talking about, literally, you don't have nothing, except that you have a place to go there and work, and that's it, and whatever. So I, I've had spaces all over the west side, north side. So I was already came, I'm being the older one, I've had experience with all these different um, scenarios, you know. Mm. So this space, I like it, but it's not the best space for me as a sculptor mm. because of the floors are hollow. Mm. You know, in other words, the space that I'm in right now, and I can't put any kind of heavy equipment in there because there's no beams or anything like that. But it works. Mm. I mean, everybody's comfortable there. I like the fact that. Uh, Aaron's able to create music there. They're mm. comfortable to do their artwork. Maggie has created, I think, a masterpiece. Oh, my God. Uh, what she's doing there oh in the space. Oh, my God. Uh, yes. So it's comfortable for everybody who's sharing the space. But one of the most important things that we feel that we cannot let happen is we cannot let that space become political. So we're trying to stay away from anything that has to deal with... Sweden, neutral. Project. So all we're concerned <laughs> about is only one thing, the arts. Because mm, there's too yes. many issues out there in the I world that I would complicate that. us as artists. But we do support that. Yeah. 
I support the fact that, you know, when General Lyon was coming in this South Chicago, I support the fact that we need more police officers. But there's nothing we could do as artists. Yeah. Nothing, nothing. Except continue to work and make a comfortable space for when people come around us to be able to share the experience with us. Yeah. So 9-3 has had the opportunity to be able to do that. And to be comfortable for fellow artists to come in there and feel comfortable. Because you don't know how many people have come to us and say, hey, I want to be part of this studio. But we don't do that no more. Mm. You know, if anybody comes to me, I always say, well, talk to Matt. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Matt usually yeah. knows who they are. He's whatever, a good whatever, gatekeeper, and, man. And, 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 and He's an excellent really gatekeeper. Like, I'm, I'm the kind of person that will say yes to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah, sure, sure. Come. So I realized that, no, I, this is, I'm older, so I don't realize that the, what's going on. So I said, well, I'll leave it. Matt, man. what do you think? <laughs> yeah. So and I he'll give you a straight his, shot uh, all the time. Opinion on who we let into the studio. Mm. But right now, the studio belongs to the community, yeah. bottom line. Mm, I love that. But it's, it's nothing, and it's even nothing more than what what is, uh, same, you know, I guess it goes back to even what I was just talking about, like, what is being produced, if, if you're a producer in any of the sense of the term, like, yeah, you know, you're making something, even if that's just making a change of energy in the in the area or in the whatever it is that you do you're adding something to it you know there are people who can rent out a studio space and who do who are involved in in the circle who barely are physically in the space or need to use it as a working space they're just they're the it's that idea of just it's good to work with them it's good to I guess just as an example, because he's not the only one, there's, there's a few of them, but Traz, you know, Traz definitely is part of our circle. He has his own giant, amazing circles, but he's over here now in this circle because he needed a space for a little while at Under the Bridge to do some things. Then he needed a little space at 9-3 to do some things like, yeah, no, there's a lot of people like that, and that's exactly what it is. The space is open to most people. It's for the community, and that's always the, the talk. That's... No, yeah, we're here most of the time. If I'm not here, uh, Cortez is here, Arona be here. So, yeah, uh, feel free to come by and use it and work. But if the first thing is you want a set of keys, that's some, that's already something else, you know. Uh, it will give that benefit. Oh, no, just come by. Just come use the space. Don't You don't have to pay anything. You don't have to, none of that. Just we're here and you're welcome if that's what it is. So people, a lot of people give themselves away immediately of just already, oh, I'm not really looking for that. You know, I need some keys, yeah. and it's just like that already. Different. Just already gives off that different energy. You just you want to have somewhere to be or whatever that is. You don't know. Don't pay for it. That's come dope. come hang and make art and be creative and do your thing for free. You don't even have to talk to us. Say what's up when you come by, and you could go over there and, and use that space. And you know, you should have not told me that. No, I. No, <laughs> that's, you know, that's what it is. Hey, he's uh, not the leaving. Fact, you know, Air, uh, he's, Cortez, that's how he Cortez got on the isn't the only in the one first that, place. <laughs> yeah, uh, Cor Cortez isn't the only one who's made music at Nine Three Studios. I mean, there's, yeah. there's. I mean, I within like my, our first like couple months there, we had a couple of people come by and record the better part of a whole uh, music project in that oh, space. Yeah. I know. Who you're uh, just, just about. so we could keep on. Uh, Checking out the uh, the acoustics and everything, and just Absolutely. keep on trying that stuff out and seeing what we could do with it. And we just again, what I just said, you know, we want we we offer that up to yeah. a lot of different people. But then, for how many people we offer it up to, there's very 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 few people that actually want to come through to to create and do yeah. that stuff. 
for a non-artist, like I'll give you a perfect example. Voyager, he's he's new to the area. He's learning the whole dynamic of South Chicago East Side. The whole, yeah. And one of the main attractions he loves, as well as I, ninety-three studios. What well, well, what's amazing about ninety-three studios is that it's but now it's a legacy. Now we we left a mark that nobody's ever gonna forget. Now. It's like, 93 Studios is part of South Chicago. Now you mentioned 93 Studios, South Chicago. Beautiful. You know, and that spot, even if we don't belong there, nobody will forget the, the experience of 93 Studios. Mm -hmm. So if we're allowed to be there, but again, because we don't own it, we always got to go with the flow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But while we're there, we you have to take advantage of it and just, you know, feel comfortable and work. And through experience of having so many different studios all over Chicago, you know, it's it's nice to be able to share a, a, a spot where everybody's gets a little. They feel this vibe for the space, mm. but because it's not ours, we know that whatever we're doing is, you know, one day it's going to come to an end. Mm. So what happens? We move to another spot. On to the next. So in other words, the movement will never stop. It's just mm. that we we you know hopefully we'll be at nine three for a long time. Yeah. I also have some dreams that it's a possibility we might even inherit nine three. Oh. That'll but that's be another story, you know. Yes, that's another podcast for another time. The only one, the only one we're not missing, or the only one we don't have here that we are missing is Senor Detail. Uh, detail. Detail. And with him at uh, number one in the venture, you know, since 2019, yeah, we've yeah. been hosting one of the biggest graffiti yes. shows in the whole of Chicago. Uh, and none of us sitting at this table right here are graffiti artists at all. Mm -hmm. And Detail is our is our guy, and we all run support for him. To, to throw that meeting of styles and uh, getting around those those top level graffiti artists they they are the ones who vocalize it since 2019 that at this point like we we are responsible for hosting the best version of of a graffiti show in chicago to all of them and a lot of them have been doing graffiti since the start of graffiti you know, it's not the, just the young guys and the young crews. Like, no, when you see who is actually out there painting and stuff, it's people who have been doing it since, like, graffiti started. And they've been wanting something like that out there forever, out here forever in South Chicago and Southeast Side. And there just hasn't been that level of mural work out this way. I mean, there's a specific walls that have been that since forever. But what happened to those viaducts right there on 93rd or, you know, uh, and commercial ave and then on the east side like the idea that graffiti started whatever year the late 70s to beginning of the 80s and it took until 2019 to first get that collection of murals out there is is actually pretty crazy and that's all due to to 93 studios and again just to talk about further absolutely that, that place you i want to uh, know and oh. it took a man like detail to be able to have that vision and the the two solid decades of work within that whole community to be able to make that happen the way he makes it happen because yeah, but we also got to remember we have to play politics mm. see we, we can it's one thing about interesting about chicago we, we always got to play the game you know it, it's funny chicago, because i remember yeah. when uh what is the game uh, just go with the flow i mean whatever <laughs> they, they tell us to do i remember yeah, it was funny because uh uh alderman pope nice guy this is not to make fun of him or anything like that Anyways, he invited me to a function where they were getting, getting me to move in the arts. So they wanted me to invite detail. <sighs> Little did I know, it was uh -huh. a setup to arrest him. 
<laughs> you see me, he, and, I, and then when I found out what was going on, I said, hey, man, stop, stop, stop. Yeah. This ain't fair. You can't use me, use me. to do this, dude, because what is what actually is he doing wrong? Other than, you know, so what the, the solution to the problem is, make them legit. Mm. Start participating. Now, what is the most hottest art movement in the United States? Street art. Absolutely. What is the most original art that's here that contributing to the art history? It's the street art. United States, you know, it belongs to the Americas. So, my my favorite one is uh, Alderman Pope. After he was not the uh, Alderman no more, uh, detail was on uh, working on a, on a Hundred Street in the Viaducts. Alderman Pope is, you finally got your way. <laughs> silent victory. I always call them silent victories because he was opposing that. But. Sue Garza was a strong supporter of the arts because without her support, a lot of these things would not have happened. We would have got too much. In other words, you couldn't have never got half the things that were done. But you do have to play the game to get to that level. Now, what's important right now is uh, the automatic races here in South Chicago, very important to us. And what's important to us as artists is where they stand to continue the movement, because mm-hmm. it's in their hands. Because they could literally say, no, it's frozen for the next four years. They could put a damper on everything. So it's very important for us as as artists to realize, ask these people, where do you stand in the arts? Right now we're very fortunate that most of them are supportive of the arts. But it's very important that we have to have uh, their support, because without their support, we're not. you, you can't get to that level. That's why I was telling Matt and Aaron, we, if, you, if you really want to get into the thing, you got to go to the meetings. Mm. You got to go to the meetings and find out what's going on. It's like Game of and, Thrones. And support. Well, yeah, in a, in a strange way, it is because at me, being one of the elder artists, I used to go to the meetings all the time, but I never wanted nothing from them because mm. I never really asked them for walls. I never asked them, but I was there to support the artists in whatever way that I could as, as, a, as, a, as a person. But I never really asked this community, other than when I did the monument at Steelworkers Park, yeah. uh, I never uh. really asked them for anything. You know, so, but whenever anybody else would come up, like when details started coming up through this, this I've supported them 100%. But because I am who I am, I had a little bit of clout to say, yeah, this dude is, you know, so we we were able to get to where it is. Yeah. But like, like uh, Matt said right here, she, it, he is a very very strong. I mean, I, I like his, uh, his 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 skills as organ as an organizer. Oh yeah, that's rare and in between. He has put together some major shows, and he and he deserves a lot of credit, more than what we're saying at this point in this in this yeah. this podcast. Uh, podcast that we're doing right now, because he has a a, um, a natural ability to do these things. Because, like, for instance, somebody asked, oh, can you put this together? You know how long it would take for us to contact all these people that he already knows that are on his website and yeah. his connection? It's impossible. That's a good segue because I'm going I'm to jump in real quick because meeting other styles, I mean, Shapeless knows, you guys know, but I'm sure the public doesn't know, South Chicago doesn't know, you guys had artists, international artists. They oh, were artists course, from yeah. all over the place. These are well well-known well-renowned artists that came to our area our hood and pretty much blessed us with one of some of the most beautiful pieces you know definitely a lot of the top chicago artists uh 
in in whatever that uh, description may be, top, you know, like, you know, I got to meet some of the, I mean, shit, I'm not a graffiti artist, I'll consider them all top artists for life because of how much respect they show up over here and show us, the walls, the environment, the the event as a whole, they, they don't ask for much. And they come out and and all those murals that have been painted since 2019 out there that's all done for the love for the most part yeah. from the majority of all them you know so fuck not asking for much they come out and invest in our community yeah. and again that's that's because of for short detail and because of roman and maria yeah. because those are some of the top graffiti artists and roman ain't a graffiti artist but they all damn know roman before they ever came over there I, and you could I, just see that like a lot of the creatives and people at those certain levels know roman and are familiar yeah. uh roman might be the only thing that certain people in the rest of the city know about this area i you definitely know? don't ever know. come out this way and then but they from, know about roman coming you know? from the outside perspective yes. uh like uh yes uh like I said, like everybody says here, like nobody knows what's over here until you start mentioning Skyway Casino and yeah, stuff like there's that. Only a, yeah, there's only a and couple reasons to come from, out. Coming way. from the outside perspective, now I'm seeing the East Side of South Chicago being named here because of the 93 Studios period. It's like 93 Studios, like. I don't know if you get the reference, but when in like Grand Theft Auto, you unlock a certain city after you. <laughs> <laughs> so now that 93 Studios is in their. And their you perspective, unlocked South Chicago. they unlock South Chicago. <laughs> yeah. they unlocked, uh, <laughs> and it's like a lot of like these people that spray, uh, uh, that, that know how to sp uh, spray and all that, and uh, spray paint, paint, spray paint. And 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 they they talk about this place because of Nine Three Studios and the yeah. meaning of styles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and I also want to say like there are some of Chicago's most talented graffiti artists from right here. Yeah. Also. And from right over the border in Northwest Indiana, right there, oh, the, Kisa. the Kisa, Kisa guys, Kisa like Everybody. yeah, been doing it since the start of graffiti. Like, it's not been for a lack of the talent out here. It's been all those other things that that have been mentioned, the the political reasons and personal tastes of some people that have kept those aspects of the culture uh, out of out of uh, out of being implemented out here. So again, it's like catching up on the last three decades of missed opportunities from from the last recent years. You know, well, yeah. well, what's interesting to me is that I remember when the, the the first group group of artists from New York came to Chicago to paint on the walls. Oh yeah, exactly. So which was, was pops? It's, it's it was Nick. It was somebody old guys. Yeah. Uh, uh, design. All, all, all these young brothers. We Get were all front. part of that early, early shows with them in the early years. Yes. When I crossed into Indiana, I ran into Kisa. These young brothers are amazing to me because these were uh, like Flex, uh, Traz, um, uh, Ish. You're going to have to make that introduction for us. So all these brothers from the Kisa Studios, I remember them when I first met them at the, the jungle. We had a studio in Indiana, it was called The Jungle. I was there for 10 years, but in the 10 years, I seen the movement grow from grassroots to these young brothers just tagging on the walls to master artists that they are now. Wow. And Quite for wrong. me to Woo. see this transition is an honor to me to be able to see this. Yeah. So when we other people have talked about it, but when you actually see it happen yeah. Yeah, and different. develop, you, t you have a better appreciation for the whole ball game because you've seen it. Yeah. 
you know. And at any given time, they're always, oh, Rome, you could have been part of this. No, no, no. I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I, I respect you. I respect what you guys are doing. But there's no reason why I have to spray. But I'm very curious. Uh -huh. and I'm tempted. I'd love to see you know, that. But there is uh, uh, just the fact that I was able to see it is is, is an was an honor. Did did um, am I pretty sure? Uh, I was never there for any of it. I just saw the aftermath. But didn't you guys host some graffiti battles at the at at that spot? Oh man, we used to have some major things it over was there. The jungle, was, you said right? Yeah. To, it was called the Concrete Jungle. Yeah, we used, had, to, uh, used to host graffiti uh, battles there, right? Circles. That lasted, I think, it was almost ten years. <laughs> that was every the Monday, spot to be. Wow. and we had gatherings that were unbelievable, wow. unbelievable. I mean, uh, I want a drum circle with and you guys, man. I, I just seen a, uh, a back. magazine from the Smithsonian. No, no, uh, the Field Museum was doing a study on us, oh. on how urban artists deal with each other and and inter interact and and do things without nobody telling us. In other words, on that short period of time. The drum circle, the open mic, the 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 creation of the of the, the, the movement of the jungle, and all these things happened for the sake of art. Mm -hmm. There was no money involved. There was nothing. Everybody did that for I, I I remember these brothers. I was like, man, what? The, that time the cans were a lot cheaper, but now the average dude that comes out and taking the water, they're spending a couple hundred dollars in just oh, yeah. paint alone, with no money coming back to you. And it amazes me because the technique that they're doing and the and the and as a artist as a fellow artist, I'm amazed at the the grid thing that they're doing now with letters and things. I kept saying, "What is that? What are they doing?" I didn't realize that to what level artistically these guys have gone to. Mm. Now I remember Static from RK. We worked together when he was still going to the Art Institute, wow. and. He would come visit me at the jungle when I got this, when I first came to the jungle. He would take the train from downtown, join me at the jungle, wow. then catch the train and go back to class Sick. in Chicago. Wow. That's a journey. That uh, it, it was amazing. That's a boy I mean, we shared a good experience. And we, when we worked together on the program with uh, uh, we worked for the Chicago Public Arts and we were doing a, a work with. The Ford Duke family, which was basically the Blackstone Rangers, uh, Jeff Ford's family, and we worked together. I think what an experience we had! It, it was an unforgettable, unforgettable experience. But see, all these things we've shared, and as an elder artist, you you've seen these things happen. Yeah. The movement in Pilsen, the, the Humble Park. So you've seen everything develop, and so you have a, a more uh, in, insight on what happened. That's why when I share what's going on here at 9-3, I, I, I really love it because I'm just sharing all the experience that I just gathered from everywhere else and putting it, we're here. But we all know one thing, it don't belong to us. Mm -hmm. Not yet. But while we're all together, we had to, let's just do it because we never know what's gonna happen to mañana, the next yeah. day, because la vida's, the vida's strange. Yeah. But we do know one thing, the spirit is not gonna die. Yeah. And yeah, and it's not about owning it. It's about just developing it and all that. And the only gatekeeping really is to keep anybody else from trying to abuse that shit. And again, nobody owns it. It's for the community, all yeah. the stuff that we're doing. So there's no one person that should be stepping in and now thinking they, they need to capitalize off of any of this uh, everybody's investment, you know? 
uh, if 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 there's funds to fund it, that would be great. Everybody could benefit from that. But until then, yeah, it's everybody just con- it's again it's a contribute contributing to it. It's producing it. It's not about how can you take advantage of. These, but we're the we're, we're in the position right in. now to be to be able to accept a, a million dollar grant. Yes, yes. I don't want it. Yes, you do. It's about but no, yeah. No, yes. how, the, how is the, problem, the problem yes, you is do, when, when you get involved in anything like this, is that's when you get in trouble. Mm, that's that wisdom now, speaking. Yes, you have to have idea, whenever you step thought. into that category, you have to have people that are there for the long run and know what they're doing to so make mistakes. So you know, because yeah, the minute that's because that's they're always expecting you that. to make a mistake. And then they'll use it against you and the community. And then you'll have so the whole, there's the no way that nobody will ever our money. say, hey, yeah. we're going to give you this. No, you're not. Mm. I didn't ask you for nothing. Mm. You know, but on the right circumstances, with the right people involved, it's a winner. Yeah. But me, knowing myself as a, as a human being, I'm not that person. But I will help whoever steps up to the plate to be able to accept that kind of responsibility, I will support you. Mm, yeah. But I won't do it. Plus, I'm getting older. Yeah. So, but I will respect whoever feels that they got the energy to step in there and take take the reins. In the po- in the positive way, the way we're thinking about it, I'll support them. Yeah. But I, re- I know that it's very, very easy to make a mistake unless you know how because I've seen it too many times you know yeah. you know and that's why when people like for instance not too long ago I did, when I was showing at the show at the Intuit Gallery somebody offered me a, yes. a spot downtown don't do don't do me no favors mm-hmm. now I gotta pay more rent then I have more problems you know keeping up with whatever whatever I'm fine yeah you know all I need is a space to work. I actually believe it or not like I was telling Joel all I need is a tree <laughs> a tree you know, shade nice. put a thing over there I, I can go to I don't need a, a building tree for shade, you know? a tree that you smoke a tree yeah you know because we're sculpted we don't need we don't need no luxury you know right. I mean so in a certain sense but I will help anybody who feels that they're capable to going to that other level I will support them if it's done correctly yes because I believe 9-3 could be something very very but again I mean, guy, I don't, I don't know how the guys would feel about this, but, but somebody has to step up to the reins to get to that level. Ooh. And I will support any of yep. these brothers here sitting at the table to help them to, to, to reach that. But I myself personally, as a human being, I can't do it. Yeah. You know, but I will we're, support it. We're, and we're in a time of, uh, you know, people want. Uh, I know there's a phrase for it, but you know, they want an immediate get back yeah. for their investment. You know. Um, you know, I know there's a phrase for it. I'm blanking on it right now, but out here, it's 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 the difference between joining a culture or something being built and it's already in progress, and it just starting from the beginning. Like I just said, you know, in, in a little while ago, um, graffiti started in let's say even the beginning of the '80s, and it took until 2019 for us to now have that out here in in the way that it is. Uh, so it's we're we're just starting out still out here, you know. Um, so it's not overnight. We're not going to change everything overnight, uh, I, you know. 
It's 2023 now, right? Am I right? Unless I'm time traveling 2023. <laughs> yeah, Looking somewhere. back 10 years now, it's a good decade. I'm pretty sure that was when I joined at Under the Bridge with Roman in 2013. Around that time, if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure it was 2013. So. so 10 years. In 2013, all there was was Under the Bridge out here. Cut to now, 10 years later, there's Under the Bridge. There's 9-3 Studios. There is... Well, I would even say Skyart was already there too. That actually predates it. Skyart is actually the original stuff. Yeah, we got Steve Walsh and the Agora uh, out here now. Uh, we have we have low key gallery on on Ewing. Popcorn. Uh, we have uh, John. It has a our studio right next to. Uh, uh, under the bridge, yeah, yeah the brickheads brick with uh, the brickheads yeah. with popcorn at Loki yeah. Gallery. On We're coming for you, popcorn. so so there there is already <laughs> just see that difference from one place doing that until now and in, in ten years. Well, I would have to say you question time on that, and I would have to say from a person like not like my honey, a true South Chicagoan, but um, being here. I just think it has a lot to do with the people that were here through all those years. I mean, yeah. 10 years ago. I mean, well, again, consistency. It's a consistency, yeah. Hey, yo, where's Trey? Because I think about it, you know, there's uh, there are several music makers sitting right here at this table because Joel definitely is a music maker. Ooh. Cortez de definitely a music maker. Tony Jedi is definitely a, a DJ didn't, and he's a music things. maker. And and I, I talk about that too, you know. And like, you're a music I, maker. I, I, I make music. Uh, for all of the different musicians and music makers so. I've known in this area for all all my life, this whole time, there should there that you would think there would be a place for that, a venue, something an, an avenue what, for what that. What I meant to say, finish saying, is that the reason that could possibly be of this particular area, sir, is because it's gone through so much devastation, oh, economics, oh, that's, yeah, that's and yeah, jobs, yeah, everything. I mean, yeah, like, so, so we're just. So I mean, free to question like that. I mean, no, no, people laugh. It, it's really it, that's what I'm saying. Like, no, it, it's that we are still just starting out in building this. But it's this. good because... No, absolutely. That's what I'm saying. Inspire look, someone look at, from look this at, neighborhood again, just in the last 10 years of, of how much more there is. Yeah. that person hopefully... Uh, yeah. To, to so so just to think, just again, going to, going to, to think about from 2013 until now 2023, and if we start in 2019 when we first had the meeting of styles until 2029 now, like, yeah, now we're going to see that much more growth out here for sure. But it, it does feel that way. Even though we've all been present and doing things around here, it still just feels very, very young and brand new that we are still just getting yeah, to like it. that other just one in there, started. too. Steelworkers Park. Yes. Uh, you know, like to see how, how much growth we can see in the next few years, even just there, uh, every, everywhere around here. It, but it, it just feels that way. It's still very, very, like we're playing catch up, it feels like, you know, uh, because of the, but you just said all that devastation all of the setbacks all the things that kind of made people want to leave mm. and go to other parts of the city and well, again doing leave. something that's already they exists left. and being there as opposed to needing to put in all the other work to start something brand mm. new you know roman i want to know your perspective since you've seen it's pretty much been like from my perspective on your perspective a roller coaster <laughs> you know so what is it like from your perspective to see all these artists international artists descend upon south chicago and put up these beautiful murals coming from where you come from pretty much grinding from the start to seeing oh 
you have all these amazing artists, not only Shape, not only Cortez, not only Detail, not only Senor Cosmo, but you have people of the same vibe from all over. All right. Vibing together. How, how's well, that from well, your perspective? Well, my opinion is really more, a little bit more open in, in a certain sense that I welcome that. Mm. I really welcome the fact that any artist that comes into our community and participates in anything that we're doing here is a plus for the community and the future. Mm. So I welcome to have fellow artists come in. Uh, we have to eliminate the political thing that goes involved when we're dealing with these kind of uh, things. But if we look at it in the bigger picture as fellow artists who are just con just artists, just for the sake of the arts, the positive thing is that it encourages the young and more people to be involved in what's going on over here. Because we have like an open canvas that is so beautiful right now that it's, uh, we're, we're welcome. We're, I mean, to me, I welcome everybody. But yet, there is going to be some bickering involved, which is natural in life, mm. what's going on. Humans being yeah. humans. But we have, in the big picture, I welcome everybody to come to South Chicago. Yes. They're welcome. Yeah. And share with us. Yeah. But it has to open the door for the to the people from this community, which is very, very important. So, yes, we, we're willing to open, but at the same time that you open, you have to share. Mm. You bring in somebody, push somebody forward. Mm. Bring somebody there, push somebody forward. That way, it's a, it's a more of an equal balance because I, I personally, myself, the ore walls and, uh, and the steel mills, I, I, I was telling the, the, the guys here at the, in the table, to see something internationally done where we could bring in people from uh, all over the world to participate in those walls. Absolutely. You know, to a whole new level, whole new level Every because... Uh, I, pass, I just keep seeing it as more and more painted, you know, so, but I love disc it. Golf because, you know, <laughs> oh, no, that's, disc oh, no, golf. that's, 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 that's huh. nothing but great ideas right there. Yeah. Uh, uh, Tony, Tony's original question was asking about, you know, just how you see international artists coming in for me and styles and stuff. Uh, in that same vein, could it, it maybe give a couple minutes? Can I ask you about uh, Gamma Yell's wall in South Chicago right there? Because that predates all the stuff we're talking about, and he came from Puerto Rico to compete there, right? Wow. Uh, can you tell any history of that? Well, no. Well, no. When Gamma Yell did that, he was living on Commercial Avenue. Oh, but so he, he, but he right came from, yeah. from Humble Park. Yeah. Oh, wow. And Gamma Yell had already been working for about a good 15 years or more in the mural movement on the north side of Chicago. Mm -hmm. So we became real good friends and he needed a place to stay, so I encouraged him to start coming in this direction. So when he came in this direction, we worked on two, I, cause I worked with him on the, on the murals that he did. And uh, it, it was, a, it was a, a, a plus because he was uh, somebody important. And, uh, to this day, see that's what's interesting right now, what's going on right now is, you know, he's gone, he passed away. And the issue that a lot of us elder artists are facing is what happens when you die. Yep. And it's a perfect example with Gamayel because his artwork now is goes into it goes into limbo. Mm -hmm. Wow. In other words, there's no outlet for us as it's, outside it's artists. Here, like like right now, for instance, uh, 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 Matt, Matt just had a show recently at Steve Walsh. I think he must have had about like 50 paintings there. Now we have to realize. The, 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 there is no market yet for us in South Chicago. Mm. There's no place for us to have long-term shows because we don't have the, the facilities or the capability of doing that because you got to pay rent, you got to do this. So we don't have that. But we can have it. 
Because the lump, the more all of us become more and more known in the art world, the more interest they're gonna take in what we're doing. And eventually we will have these things. Yeah. And like what's going on here with this podcast now, whoever hears it, the importance of supporting the arts in your community is so important because I realized this, and I've been around for a long time. A lot of times the community or a lot of people who hear this podcast doesn't don't support the arts. They'll listen to us. They'll they'll they'll, they'll say, "Oh, I like your work." This and that. You guys are doing but great. But you have to come and participate and and be involved in what we're doing. To really know what we're doing, what we're about, you have to start coming to our shows, doing mm -hmm. this. And that. We don't necessarily push people to buy because we're not car salesmen. Mm -hmm. But supporting us in in a lot of ways means coming to our shows, bring your children, <coughs> bring your parents, and let them know. South Chicago is leaving a legacy through the arts. That I believe is the most important thing that we could do by whoever listens to this podcast. If anything comes out of this message, is share the thing that we as artists want to share our experience in the art world with you. But you have to come and support us by coming to our shows and support us as artists. Don't buy our works. We're not telling you. We're not. We're like I said. We're not car no, no, no. We just come. We want people to still and have buy. your children, and everybody come see what we're doing. That's all. It's, it's not even hard. But we haven't broke that yet. We do get good turns out in our events, but we haven't reached the point where the community really knows who we really are. Mm. And I believe something like this podcast, whoever hears it would kind of come, come to an understanding of saying, hey, look, it's very simple to support an artist. Come to their shows. Right. Bring your family. Let your children know that this is this is artist here, this is this artist here. That is the most important thing that we can get from something in the message that we're trying to give tonight. And I believe that uh, what you brothers are doing with the podcast, I, I commend it. I, I think you guys are doing a great job and I hope that there's a big future in the thing because you are, are the archives for us. Mm. You know, you, you are leaving our legacy now in this which I believe is, is an honor to, to us, you know? Yeah. So if we get anything out of this message here is support the arts by participating in our events and come join us. I'm about to feel real special right now. All right. Uh, <laughs> no, no, wait, 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 wait. You got something? I got something. Okay. I always kind of ask if I gave you a, I'm going to put it in a different, I'm going to put it in your context. <laughs> I want you to Bob Ross these people. I'm going to give you a paintbrush. If you had a way to shape, oh, I like that, shape South Chicago in a more positive direction, or maybe in a, what do you believe we need to get pushed in a more positive, unified um a Hyde Park-esque, downtown-esque, commercial, multiple businesses, all supporting one another. I believe, like you believe, it's possible. If you had a paintbrush, what do you need? We, what do you think we need to accomplish that? Oh, it's simple. The rainbow. The rainbow. Yeah, all of it. Yeah. All the colors. What is the because rainbow? They, and the rainbow incorporates. Cause we were part of the rainbow when Harold Washington was elected mayor for the first time. We came together in the communities and we were part of the rainbow. The rainbow to us represents everybody. 
So if we're gonna share any color or anything like this, it's the rainbow. The end of the tunnel, the rainbow, the gold, at the end of the tunnel, the rainbow. Ah. It takes a village. The Mm. rainbow. That's beautiful.
Oh, that's your as you keep um my chicken's ready. <laughs> my chicken's ready. Damn worry. Sorry. Uh, we're on a timer and I need, I need my protein. Sorry about that. No, you're okay. But but I think uh trying to pinpoint it as artist, I think you're asking as long life partners in this art world, yeah. How different is it from any other couple that has been that long together? Mm-hmm. I don't think it's not too much difference, but it is different. Because yeah. an artist, you both wise, you meet a lot of interesting people. And they talk a lot of interesting stuff or what they like about whatever. But I think it's how you choose as a couple or a husband to a wife or a woman to man. How, okay, they all work out to what they choose to discuss among themselves and how they choose, like, we can go forward on this or we can go backwards. So we chose to go forward. forward. Like, Damn, dude, I didn't know I was going to be this age. It is interesting, definitely. definitely. You know, but uh, I am very grateful and humble and for my life, for all that we've accomplished, and I'm very proud of my honey. Oh, yeah. And uh, I love it, and I love the fact that I'm finding my other new path at this point in my world. Oh, yeah. Cheers. Thanks, guys. That's amazing. Yeah. Cheers. You know, that's the oh, way yeah. I feel. I want to know, this is a personal question, how do both of you guys, okay, when the cards are down, how do you guys deal with negativity? Is there something else besides art as an outlet? Pot. Yes. yes. I'm glad you said that, I'm sir. I'm for prayer. Yes. Well, people, we have entered that time in the podcast. You are too cute, <laughs> too funny. You two are too cute. Thank you guys. Thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you Thank you for doing the food. Was keep, delicious. Keep up the good work and um, the food was excellent. Oh my and thank God. you for coming by. Yeah, be dreaming of that shit. I still got 27 <laughs> questions. Please tell we. How many? How much time we got left? Where, you give me time. We don't five work. Five. We're good with time. No, we're on your time. No, are you sure? Well, I heard about these kind of broadcasts and broadcasts. you buy marijuana. That was an old school word. I got you. Time out on that. You got to fill me in on that. The broad. Exactly. You give me a time frame. Five questions. We're enjoying we ourselves. Yeah, Don't you. get me wrong. And, and that's this all that really matters. Sitting around, and we had a good that's meal. All that and it's good to have. Uh, yeah. good, and it's anytime Friday. you sit down with yes. friends and share a good meal yeah. and a good, yeah. good talk, good yeah, platica, which platica. It's just fun. And yet, Chinese New Year. And then oh, we're yes. sharing the platica with you guys, whoever listens to this podcast. We're sharing this with you. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for having us here. The food was amazing. You had we we really had an ultimate experience here. You guys spoiled us. We want to relive that. Are we still on? Are we on still? We're still on. I still have my question. Where's the rewind button? I have a question, but I'm going to ask. Is it chilly in my house? Anybody need a shot? No, it's nice and warm. Yeah, I mean, a sweatshirt? No, 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 I got no, those no. things. Did you no, pop the other wine? Okay, there yeah, it is. Yeah, that's our second one. It's so yes. cool. It's, it's very nice, nice right? delicious. It's good. Sweet, yes. fruity, and 
mellow. Oh shit! I'll take the, the, the other mellow. You want this one? He'll oh take yeah! The other oh, he wants yeah. He's grown. So I I do have an honest question on your perspective on this because I'm pretty sure me growing up, you growing up, this was viewed differently. Now, in in, in little context, oh Jesus. Now, this is more on a, it, it can be on a scientific level that they're studying it. There's medicinal benefits. But people in our culture have kind of been saying that like, yo, this has a lot of benefits. It puts me in the zone. It helps me create. It helps me this. It helps me relax. It, and I'm pretty sure people that do this instead of heavily drinking, there's two different personalities. I'd love to know your perspective on this because this growing up and as an artist what has this been to you uh, to me this is this 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 not not not, not to use the word god but it was a gift it was given to us a gift Angelic now when you <laughs> accept this gift and use it correctly it will benefit you through everything in life mm. you know uh, if you feel a little bit down smoke a joint you'll think okay why am i down Let's, let's, really, let's really think about this. You will never, ever see anybody kill each other after you smoke the joint. Any argument that you have with your spouse or anything, if you smoke a joint, somebody's going to forget what we were talking about or somebody's going to say, uh, hey, uh, what I was saying. what's up, what's up? Yeah. No, I, I think that under the right circumstances, I believe that marijuana is one of the best gifts that was ever given to us. Mm. I think marijuana was in the Garden of Eden. Mm. And it's always been there for us. Wow. It's so, how we appreciate it and how we mm, use it that makes it. the difference. Yes, absolutely. The question is, are we still in the Garden of Eden? In the Garden of Eden, baby. <laughs> Don't you know that I love you? <laughs> you can't hear this, but I'm dancing. <laughs> Can you hear me dancing? <laughs> 16 <laughs> minutes later. And that also about marijuana. What would you oh, be your I would I would love to know. Jesus. Oh, I caught in. it. I caught it. I caught stop it. Using his name like Okay, that is true. Jesus. Cool. No, Jose, I'm saying Jose. I'm sorry. It's all good. I respect what you ever. <laughs> I would love to know your perspective. <laughs> um my perspective on weed. Um, From what see. it is now to kind of when you first got introduced. Well, it kind of blows my mind now, and I feel that, okay, I know I'm at a certain point in my world, but it kind of blows my mind like when I, I'm out on the, on the calle and out there doing my errands and business and stuff, and when I come across somebody and I can feel some powerful shit, <laughs> and I just like, you what the, the heck was that? Who is walking around like that? That that makes me feel old, okay? But um, my thing is, when I was younger, I was like, you know, was never a heavy smoker for one. And for another, I, um, I just, it wasn't legal. So I mean, so you always were cautious. Yeah. So then, um, now that it's legal, it just like, Take the out of it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you know, I smoke in the evening after a long day. Not a lot, not every day, but you know, I respect people's space. But it kind of throws me off. 
now that it's legal and you can go anywhere and you catch somebody that walks by you or a car, you know, and it, it takes you in a different perspective as an older person. Uh, like, whoa, you know, that was pretty kind of dangerous, you know. But I, to each his own preference. Yeah. I mean, I don't knock it. So, you know, it is a pleasurable herb. Mm. So that's my opinion. Beautiful. Thank you. I have, do you have, I have like two more questions. You go, I go. You. Let me go. When I walked in here, I was amazed. <laughs> Thank you. Thank Beautiful you house. Much. Thank you for letting us in in the first place. I kind of want to guesstimate how many art pieces are on the wall, but I'm going to let you guys give me a rough, what do you think? All in general or just one side wall? <laughs> like this wall has about 30 something. What wall? Well, a little uh, from column A, a and a little guess, from column B. Part, we have over 900 works or more. Not up here? Holy shit. Or, or more, or, or more. Up here? Uh, uh, well, I remember one time my grandchildren were playing around and they counted over 200 pieces of work. <laughs> up, just in, up here. Yeah. You know, up just here. Just in the bathroom. You know. <laughs> and, um, but what I have in my whole collection, which is downstairs at 93 Studios and under the bridge, it's a lot. Mm. It's a lot. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. So, Encouraging wise, I would. Oh shit! I tweaked. God damn! I thought I was fucking seeing a ghost right now. Why you freaking out? It's your son, Jesus Christ! <laughs> I thought it was the pot first. Oh it's my God! Man. Podcast brought to you that? by marijuana. It wasn't a ghost, it was our friend's son. He just surprised us. Okay. Holy shit. Okay, what was the question again? I forgot what I was saying. I forgot what I was saying. That means I literally the podcast did. is almost <laughs> over. Yes. I, oh no no. We were talking about the number of pieces of work. Yeah, we're almost. I'm almost. I'm almost at my. Yeah. My land. Almost. That. Yeah. Yeah. No no. It's upstairs. He wants to know. An official count. You said like nine. No, we were at two thousand. The, the only reason on that we had an official floor. count at one time because we had a fire here. And friends of ours got together, and as my work was being moved out of here, they were marking them and mm -hmm. documenting them. It was over 900. Wow. But I work every day. So just in last week alone, I created like five. So I'm, I'm you know, in other words, in, in my mind, creativity is constant. Mm. You know, so I'm experimenting with blues, greens. Somebody just gave me some oil colors. Uh, uh, I enjoy working with oils because you the, the drying process gives you a long time to blend and deal with the colors. I love them. I love them. But I don't mm. do it too often because it's just a little bit. I'm, I'm already used to the faster process of acrylics. Yeah. But oils, uh, from you can understand why the masters uh, really got into the oils because of the drying process and the blending process. Wow. It's extensive. And you could do a lot, a wow. lot, a lot. And I, I really, and 
as a, a, a artist who is untrained, you learn to experiment with all the medias. I love pastels. Mm. Pastels are one of the most beautiful medias for me because of the blending process, you're allowed to really get into it, really get into it. Mm. But like I said, it's a... Uh, you know, I, I enjoy them all. I mean, I, I do watercolors. Whoever thinks that watercolors is the most simplest process, it's not. Mm. Watercolors to me is one of the most hardest things because you have to learn to control your hand. Mm. Being a sculptor, it's funny because when I first start working uh, from the summer, my hand is heavy because I'm a stone carver. Now, if I go back to watercolor, it takes me about a month for my hand to become light oh. again, to be able to have that finesse of be able to deal with the colors in a certain way, because wow. your hand is automatically heavy. That's why I've gone to the way I'm dealing with paint now with, with my fingers. Mm. I manipulate the paint now with, I put it on the canvas, I'm gonna manipulate the colors, put a plastic glove on and manipulate the paint with my fingers and I start and I've learned to control it. For some reason, I've, I've, I've got a really good feel for controlling the paint now with my finger. So I took it to a whole new other level, you know, which is, you know, again, outside artists experimenting. Absolutely. Because everybody's fascinated with the, the how the color fusion that I'm doing right now. And it's really easy to explain. It's just the way I'm dealing with the colors and how I'm, in, I'm moving them. Not only do you have a lot of your beautiful artwork up, but you are also an uh, avid collector. What's the correct terminology? Well, I'm a collector, but it's bartering with my fellow artists. Mm. We are the ones that I have some of the most extensive collection of my fellow artists that have passed. Beautiful pieces. And uh, things that we got that, that were given to us personally. It's amazing the things that we've collected over the years. But you don't realize these things until you get older. Like the other day, Maria was going through some uh, uh, artifacts, and we were looking through some things. Wow. And we found artifacts. all kinds of personal things that people <laughs> gave us as gifts to us for being fellow artists. Wow. You know, characters of each other. Uh, I mean, I mean, it, it, it's it's just fun to have these these things. Like even ourselves, we give each other things. Like I've, mm. Matt's given me something, and you know, we give them here, and all these things is uh, we amongst each other. We have an, an extensive collection, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and and it's also a way of of. Uh, of keeping the momentum going in, in a certain sense. Because I remember I did a lot of work with friends of mine who have gone and only we remember them. Mm. So in our paintings, in our work, we don't let them get forgotten, forgotten, you know? If I could say one thing to that real fast. Um, Maria throws a yearly Day of the Dead, Dia de los Muertos, art uh, installation at, under the bridge and I'm sure before I ever experienced it she's probably throwing them since always but uh, a couple years ago I think during COVID couldn't really have a big showing and it wasn't about booking all the artists but I remember I, I believe you guys threw an installation with mostly deceased artist artwork yeah hanging up under the bridge and I think you guys counted it at one point, and it was like 23 or 24 pieces of artwork from that many deceased artists that they had seen, wow. met, seen them work, live, and pass. That's and the curse. And I can't, I, yeah, I can't fucking wow. even fathom it. That's the curse it. of and living I think long. about it a lot. Because yeah. only you remember. Wow. See, I, I remember a friend of mine, uh, he was a famous uh, African-American painter. Um, he, he did the one over by the Avalon. 
But one of the, mo the saddest thing he ever told me was, all my friends are gone. Wow, that's so sad. See, right now, it, it, my life, I, I'm very fortunate. I have young friends. Hmm. Yeah. You know, so I, I don't have to share the yeah. same experience by saying all my friends are gone because these are my friends, yes. you, know, you know? Yes. And I'm very, I feel <laughs> I'm a blessed person to have young friends that I could share life with and uh, the arts. So I think that right now we are very blessed couple mm -hmm. to be able to sit here with, among our friends and at this table and, and share our, our experiences because we're going forward. We're not going backwards. Mm -hmm. yeah. But we never know what life gives us. Mm. One last, maybe one, one last question. To speak to the legend of Roman. Oh! I, I I'm not sure of how many museums or different works of art or people you've been involved in with your career. Maybe you and Marie can both speak of pretty much a brief rundown of your dossier because downstairs I'll give you a brief example. The Mermaid. Roman, he created that and it was in the news that this people didn't know all oh, this mermaids mm -hmm. here out of nowhere no one knows how it is and then they finally found yes it's an <laughs> awesome story right that was he did that he worked with cosmo on a few things on and what give me where by south shore around no. somewhere in the area oh yeah on, yeah uh, at the point yes yeah that was fun that was, that was cool <laughs> You got to go back and finish that piece. There you go. To speak, you've worked with so many artists. Yeah. You've, you've done, can you speak, a, 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 give me a brief, as best as possible, a summary of of your mm. dossier, as best as I can put it. Well, right, right, well, right now, in, in, <coughs> in the world of, you know, the way we document things, I'm ahead. Because in the old days, I, you, nobody would even have no idea what I'm doing because we shared information differently. Now, mm. information is a lot more easier to deal with, you know, sharing ideas and your work. So it's really out there. Through technology. Mm. You know, so we're, at my age, I'm very, very fortunate to be able to see the technology and how we're able to share things a lot more easier than what we used to be in the past. Mm. You know, and I, I think that's a big plus, a big plus, mm -hmm. big plus. And again, um, what you guys are doing is a big plus. Mm -hmm. To be able to even talk about what we're talking about is a big plus. Because in the old days, nobody wanted to hear us. I and mean, here we are. Who, who's ever going to be able to hear this and you know and say, oh, what are they, what are they, what are they sitting there? What you know? Yeah. They, you know. They still around. But whoever <laughs> was sat here and listened to this, this is important to us because this is history. Mm. The podcasts that are being done in this community are history, and it's a legacy that we're going to be leaving to our children for the next fifty years. Mm. You know, they are the ones that are going to one day sit down and say, hey, what? Listen to this, brother. Beautiful. I like that. But, but, wait, 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 wait. I want to, <laughs> Shapeless and Cortez, maybe you can help me out. Speak to this man's 
dossier. He's been to the Intuit. Oh, no, uh, so Give me a brief. I know you guys can help you me out. I love that, that answer. I love yeah, that answer. But, but, but hearing but, you asking that question, I, that, yeah, no, I want a little more. That's its own big ass uh Give me a thirty seconds. Give me uh, really, I really like something that I would want to ask that would go towards that. The question I've had in mind that I would like to ask is uh, maybe I don't I mean I don't know. I'm, I'm very curious about this. Since you started, what's the longest break you've taken from being creative, creating anything? Me? And, yeah. Oh, I was in jail. Damn. That's a long story. <laughs> that's a whole. That's, that's another podcast. Another that's another podcast. Yes, yes, yes. That's another Let podcast. So really, it was. It, but but that that was. That, it, it takes that's a that. Longest. So yeah, but it takes that then. Yeah, yeah, it takes. It, it, no, because it I never stopped. Like my uh, my I, my creativity was just always. on your own. Just on your own. What would it be? A week, a month, like. Or, is it there? You've never, you've never, you've never, you've never had, you never had. No, uh, the long, no, really. I've always, art has always been part of my savior in a certain, in a, in a certain sense. I, I'll give you an example. It works every day. The jacket. Let me, let me bring that out. Oh. oh. They, they, they seen that. See but you're not going to believe this. You're not going to believe this because what's on that jacket was painted before a lot of these things happened to me. It's like, I'm not saying I'm, 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 a, I'm a I did a premonition or something. You're it's a time just traveler. That for some some reason, it happened. And I never, I didn't realize it until after I, you'll, you'll see what I'm talking about when I show you this uh -huh. coat. But it was something that I did out of whim and I just painted it and next thing I said, wait, whoa. But life. Are you a time traveler? He didn't answer my question yet. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Can you describe what we're seeing right now as best as possible? This is a collage that I did years ago. And it was... Uh, wild. Now, now, this is the weirdest part right here. Now, see this part right here? It, it's been put away for a while. Now, you see, there's a cityscape. Here's a skull. Here's a thing. Now, see this... This is this, bone? this bone right here. That's where I got shot. Oh! Before I got shot. Oh! You are a time traveler. And see, this is uh, it was done in a full moon. It was done in a full moon in uh, in in eighty one. Cause I was 30, uh, thirty. I think I was thirty years old when this happened to me. But this was painted a year or more before this happened. Wow. And I didn't realize all this. And it happened because pot. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I forgot what I was saying. And then oh. it, had, it had the changes that we were going through in life. Like, look at this, like this. Look at, like, when you look at the eyes, what was going on. And wow. then we gotta take when a, I had we to say take goodbye, a few pictures look at, of that. Look at this, all this. So, yeah, look at Wow. That's it's the only time that I ever painted anything of this this caliber. Yeah. But I never realized what had happened until years and years later when I started looking at it and we started looking at everything correctly. Oh, oh, it reminds me almost like a Japanese style. The whole, <laughs> like the... I'm going to put it back. To, the thing is, but right now we're trying to get the smell out of it. Mel, uh -oh. want to come and see it? Come smell it. <laughs> Come smell this jacket from the 70s. See if it it's vintage. never been washed. 
It's probably yeah. if you look at studios. if you look at you'll probably so have an acid trip studio. for four hours. Hey Roman, have you that ever used an alias while making art? That actually no, was never. his first no. studio. What studio it was, was that? It was in the basement. Los oh. Compadres Art Studio. It oh, was wow. Benny and Roman. Wow. Down in the basement. How you been? Doing pretty good. Doing great. Happy New Year's. Do you want to look that? But this jacket? was one of the weird, uh, the, of all my artwork oh, creation. Like yes, this is a that's a psychedelic jacket right there. Yes. It's a purple and this unicorn. This is the Pegasus. Oh, it's a Pegasus. Like the Pegasus. See the beautiful. sky. There's the. the yeah, we just saw this was a beautiful was. beige leather, yeah. straight up leather. From the seventies, right? From the seventies. Yeah, seventies. Wow. But it was put away for a long, that long time. That should be in a museum somewhere. We had it in the attic. Then the fire happened, so we had to box everything. And we were. It was. Uh, but I'm getting ready time. to put it, it back to life again. We were, had yeah. our stuff. But right now I'm airing it out, yeah, and I'm gonna re retouch it up again. Yeah. Wear it. You know? it's cool. But it's spooky. Yeah. yeah. Then I really freaked him out when I brought a jean jacket up from up when he was like this, but like your size or something. It's oh. what? <laughs> Isn't that cool? I wore that. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. That's a beautiful jacket. Sick, hell yeah. Yeah, it's a beautiful jacket. <laughs> and then I had shoes that went with it. Oh. Do you still have the shoes? <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're about to have the whole fit right now. We'll be back. He's going to come back. We're going to have, yeah, a whole... Uh, <laughs> Fashion runway. What's the what's like the typical like nineties track uh, soundtrack that would fucking come on when like they would do the montage makeover <laughs> shit in the movies? Uh, they do like you know what I'm talking about? It would always be like a specific. Oh, oh, oh shit! Oh, wow! Oh, damn. Hey, we gotta get you some pointy oh, boots to paint up, man. Yeah. I tell people nobody looks down. Oh yeah. yes, they do. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why. I can admit. Well, I, when I wore this whole outfit, I, it, it? I wish I had a time machine. Yes, they do. <laughs> I wish I was a time traveler to go back to see you in the 70s wearing that whole outfit. That would be an amazing time, and I'd be like, yo, I got some acid. I got oh, you some should mushrooms. see those. You see the clothes that I used to paint for Maria. Oh, that ain't nothing. The, the clothes that she that I used to paint for her were. We we see we see one thing we learned as as. Uh, oh, oh, here it is. Damn. Wow. Romy said, "Sew this on for me and all this stuff." Oh, yeah. Then so we, we took the back damn, off and her friend drew this on leather. Oh, wow. So he sewed the bottom. Man, that one's a sick. I sewed it in there. Oh. No, and then I had clothes where I used to walk into uh, lounges yeah. or people. They thought I was a, a rock star. Yeah, yeah. So we're airing it out. Yeah. I would walk into places. They go, hey, man, what band you play for? I don't play for no band. You know, I was an artist. But I had all these. Uh, but I lost all my clothes when we had the fires. I lost a lot of uh a lot of personal stuff that was... Um, you always wanted me to like, take the collar off or put something over the collar. So I knew how to sew. I said, okay, cool. That's cool. That's cool. So we're airing it out. Yeah. See what Levi's would do? <laughs> oh, that's still vintage, good. Man, those vintage Levi's just by themselves are worth money. Yeah, right. That's a whole piece of artwork right there. That shit is yeah. Right. Nobody was so funny because people thought I was, hey, man, you, you, you a musician? 
no. <laughs> I, I, cause I would walk into like different clubs in the early days, and they thought I was actually a performer. Like, no, I ain't no performer. No, no, no. no. But that was what we were doing at that time, you know. Yeah. yeah. Any last questions, sir? Damn, I'm so amazed by all this information. <laughs> I got like a thousand, <laughs> but I know we're, we're short on time. Yeah. Um, how much of your life did you guys spend traveling, like going to different cities, states, or something like that? Because to me, that influenced me a lot, being in other locations. Well, I, I could have traveled more because I, I was invited to a lot of places, but um, the the government, the well. They took my passport away. Because I caught a Class X. That's another story. <laughs> That's another podcast. And as a, cla as a Class yeah. X, you're not allowed to leave the United States. And you don't realize the importance of these you things. You were a rock star. What you mean? Until <laughs> you want to leave the United States. And uh, I learned the hard way. So <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's for another one. <laughs> Beautiful. I want to thank you for having us today. I know these guys are heavily influenced and thankful for you. I'm thankful for you, oh, boys. Yeah. You're, you know, yeah. we're all thankful for you. I'm probably going to steal another fish taco if they're available. Uh, <laughs> no, of course, of course, of course. Look at, look at, look at. He's like, wait a minute. <laughs> no, he's no. going to take the next one. Yeah, yeah. No, eat, 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 quite, quite. Yeah, save me sure. one, though. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no, no, no. Quite, quite. Yeah, save me one. I want to thank you. I want to thank you for having us today. Um, the beautiful artwork. I know you're, you're, you've worked with so many people and, and you're continuing still to learn and teach. And I find that amazing. And I the artists here find you amazing and, and inspirational. Any last words to kind of push that along? Follow your dream. Follow your dream and stay and stay, stay positive to whatever you're doing. That, that's the most important thing, discipline. Because everybody says sitting at this table has discipline because they do what they have to do with nobody telling them what to do. I love that. We sit here and we work for hours at a time in our work. Nobody told you to do that. That's called discipline. He sit, some of us will sit there in front of a, of a music thing and try to create sounds that never even existed. Discipline. Mm. That's what's sitting at this table. 